Titling movies is tough. Yeah. It's not easy. I would, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, t- titling video games is also tough. Yes. And they don't always make sense. No. Think about movies. Mm-hmm. If you name your movie like Star Wars. Yes. Okay. We know that there's more than one. Right. You even could, you'd be safe saying Star Wars 2. This is another Star War. Right. Star this Wars is, 3. That is true. Can't get enough of these Star Wars. No, right. We're up to the, a third Star War. Yeah, right. Um, but they don't do that. They have individual names. Yes. So who knows? Thank goodness. Uh, and then you got video games and you have a game like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You name a game and a, a series after something that is an object or a concept within the thing. So by the time uh-huh. you get to Assassin's Creed 10, how many creeds do we got? There's only one creed. Right. <laughs> and he's fighting uh, Apollo. Uh, right. right. There's only uh, there's only one there's only one creed. So why are there so many Assassin's Creeds with I different don't, I don't know. Names? That's a really good question. Shouldn't it question. be the Assassin's Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed changes <laughs> Assassin's Creed forgotten? <laughs> Yeah. You're going the way. You're going more than half of the way to make your title into a sentence. Right. So, you know, you have to follow up. Right. This this brings us into now you see me territory. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Now you see me's creed. (laughs) And they went with now you see me too instead of now you don't, which is silly. Which is also a sentence, but an inferior one. Yeah, I guess. Well, anyway, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. The Assassin's Creed is nothing is true, everything is permitted. Okay. Right? And probably some more. All right. And it's a series of games. Yes. And it's kind of been in the news recently because there is a version of their game, and there's a lot of these games. I don't know how many, but it's in the the teens. Uh, There's one called Assassin's Creed Unity that is set in revolutionary France. Mm Mm-hmm. And it features uh, prominently the uh, Cathedral of Notre Dame. Yes. Which, of course, has been in the news recently because of the big fire that was there. And so I don't know what it is. Everything is, nothing is true. Everything is self-promotion is the real uh, (laughs) creed. Uh, But in a way of sort of promoting this, uh, it's certainly not financially aiding it. Um, but they're giving this game away for free. It might mm-hmm. be for free still if you're interested, listener. Right. Go to um, Ubisoft.com. The real trick is here, you have to install their Uplay game service to, uh, to play it, and I think that's what they're trying to get out there. I see. Uh, that's worth you know, not getting any money out of this for them. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't played it myself because I gave up on the Assassin's Creed game series a long, long time ago. Yeah, I know. I think I gave up... Uh, on Assassin's Creed 3, which uh, strangely, in a Douglas Adam Adamsian way, is like the sixth game, I think, in the series. Okay. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. But anyway. Um, is that the one where they go to America? It, that is like the one set in Revolutionary War? America. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. this this is like, these games are becoming more, or at least I think they should be looked at more for their historical accuracy than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, they... The whole thing is like you sneak around, you jump off of buildings, uh, land in either in hay bales or on people's heads and kill them. Pretty much. And they've continued to, I think that the studio that put them together and whoever it is, is, is I'm forgetting them right now, don't have any real skill beyond that. Like mm-hmm. the people that do Nintendo, they go, Mario hits his head on a block and eats a f- flower and now he can shoot fireballs, right. which is insane. 
Yeah. But for some reason, it just works. And then every time there's a new version of their game, they don't do another one unless they've got some real great innovation that's just going to work great. It's going to be fun to play. And sometimes it's you have to wash everything, and that wasn't a very good one. But like otherwise, right, right. but like Assassin's Creed is like this is real popular. People like this historical story but also has like a modern day element to the intrigue mm-hmm. and it's a neat idea and it's a bad Sneaking movie around. Yeah, yeah and so people want more and so they're like we got to keep adding more but i don't think they know what they're doing because the things they had never really just complicate things to the point where i just went press y to give an eagle's cry or something like that and i'm like <laughs> screw this i'm done I'm, i can't play this anymore right but um i'm back into it now oh you are the reason is is that i heard Two years ago, 2017, they released a. We're doing a. What are we? What are we reading? What are we doing right now? What are we playing right now? Uh, okay, right. Uh, so you got to come up with something after this. Oh boy. Uh, we can even pause mine and just do yours fast. We'll give you time to think about it. Uh, uh, two years ago, they released a game called Assassin's Creed Origins. So it's mm. like, ooh, okay, we're, what's this? We're gonna go back a ways. Right. And it's set in uh, ancient Egypt. But when I say ancient, it's more like the Egypt of antiquity. It's like the Egypt of 30 BC which is really like the end of Egypt as we know it. This is the end of the Ptolemaic dynasty and Pompey and Caesar and Mark Anthony are all coming in and Rome is starting to really mess with uh, Egypt a lot and basically putting an end to the old rulers and pharaohs of Egypt. Okay, you sure. Know, like the end of antiquity for Egypt. Uh-huh. And they, they do a really great job of always picking great times. You'd think like, Oh, do World War II. Mm-hmm. Every video game is World War II. Right. You could just be, or like, or like, I always want to see like a World War One type thing. Oh, like sure. you're running around in trenches and stuff like that. They don't do that, like that as that. much, yeah. Uh, but Wonder Woman did that already. Yeah. And so, why not do World War Two? you know? You could, mm-hmm. Patton tells you, yeah, you gotta go out there and I'm actually an assassin, so right. nothing's true, everything's permitted, like right. crap through a goose or right. whatever. And the company's like, we're not doing that. It's just so obvious. Why would we do that? I guess. So if our story is about the assassins, a uh-huh. fictional, well, it was, it was a real organization, but in this case is a th- thousands of years, you know, millennia long um, organization that is dedicated to fighting the Templars, another real life organization, but that also has, you know, ancient roots. Right. And they've been one represents um, control, uh, you know, um, the use of government, you know, to enslave a populace for mm-hmm. some end. Mm-hmm. And the assassins represent like the anarchists who are trying to bring freedom to everybody. Right. And so it this has ancient roots, as you find out in the meta story of the game. But it is like the Templars and the assassins. And the assassins were um, you know, like an Arabic group, you know, in the seventh um, century or whatever. Sure. So now we're going to do one in 30 B.C. And it's like, OK, Okay. Well, how do we go that far back? Right. Like, would there have been assassins? Yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. you um, play the role of this character named um, Bayek of Siwa, and he is a Medjai. And what that is, is it's like, they didn't even really exist anymore by the time that this game is set. Oh, okay. But they were kind of like special forces of like the old uh, Egyptian times. Okay. So they were just like like warrior heroes, warrior heroes, who would <laughs> go around and like, follow you know the pharaoh's orders but they would also help the people and they were like folk heroes basically sure so you're one of these guys and then your wife is an assassin basically oh that's a twist yeah and this is only here's the hackneyed part you're you have a child and the son dies great And so you are chasing down and killing people out of vengeance for your son as well as 
your job. Yeah, doing your job, which is right. eliminating all these people who um, are subjugating the people, but also are connected to the Order of Ancients, which is the old form of the Order of Templars. Sure. And so two things really st- stand out to me about it. One is the relationship between you and um, there's, uh, between Bayek and his wife, um, Aya. Mm-hmm. There is this great, great uh, grief between them. But they're also, you know, like ass kickers who like get their job done. Yes. So they constantly are getting caught up in these missions. And whenever they get back together, they're like, you know, I've missed you so much. You know, you're the light in my Nile River or whatever. Sure. You're the crocodile of my eye. Right. But then they're like, we, but we got to do this. And it's like, well, why can't we just... They want to just quit the whole thing and just go off and make more babies and just live sure. this life of love together. Yeah. But they're caught up. They don't know how important the, the events are that they're caught up in because we're coming up on like Rome turning into an empire, oh, Cleopatra yeah. and all that stuff. And they just want to like quit history. And yet they can't. They're uh, Michael Corleone just yeah. pulled back into this yeah. thing. So uh-huh. there's this like really tragic love story. And then also uh, the historical accuracy. This is one of the first games that, and I think they've done a pretty good job on all their games, but this is one of the first games that literally, you know, Egyptologists and historical people have said, like, good job. Good job. This is, yeah, this is really oh, great. That's like, awesome. this is what, as far as we know, this is exactly what it would be like to, mm-hmm. you know, live a life um, just in that time. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I think call it like discovery mode. There's a discovery mode where you can okay. just play this mode. And nobody will attack you. You can't kill anything. And you can just walk around and see like historical all the historical things, things and oh, the monuments. And it'll like tell cool. you stuff about them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's neat. Change off of the pace. success, Yeah. Off the success of that. And this is a huge open world, wide sweeping game. Mm-hmm. Last year, <laughs> they released uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey, which okay. is this only in ancient Greek times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing. Jeez, I don't know how you keep track of all of them. There's so many. I don't. I don't. Okay. Like I just I heard about Unity because of yeah. the North uh, Notre Dame thing. Yeah. I got it. I haven't played it yet. Maybe I'll play it and talk about it later. Uh, but I was like, oh, that's a game. I just gave up a long time ago. <laughs> but well, I've heard right. specifically about these. They're trying to put more RPG elements in. They're trying to make them more interactive, you know, epic, and open world oh, cool. rather than just jump off a bridge. Stab, right. Stab in the head. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Make so it more entertaining. Yeah. And the Odyssey one is uh, interesting because I think it's the first one to feature. You can choose either a guy or a girl. You can choose a oh, that's female right. protagonist. Yeah. Okay. I remember hearing about that. That's pretty cool. And that one's even farther back in the past. Is so, it really? Yeah, well, it's going to be in the, in the probably um, Alexander the Great times, I would guess. Okay. Sure. Um, I always wonder how Ubisoft picks when they want to go. Um, and this is just we're coming full circle now because we talked about they don't want to do World War II, but like right. why this time necessarily? Like they chose, I think the um, Ptolemaic dynasty is perfect because of all the Roman intrusions and there's sure. also Greeks are already living amongst them. Right. But there are pyramids, but the pyramids are 2,000 years old to them. Oh, so you're wow. living in a past time, but you're also experiencing the ruins of Egypt. Right. You, know, you could have said it like, in 2000 BC when mm-hmm. a bunch of like slaves or workers right right <laughs> uh, are dragging blocks it. to you know make a pyramid but right. you know, that's all there and they're already falling apart oh okay well that's pretty cool yeah all right so i don't know that's pretty, awesome it's pretty neat yeah here's what's not neat having what? to fight a serpent god <laughs> uh-oh in a dumb dream sequence i don't know there's still bad storytelling things <laughs> nothing as bad as 
three, but okay. there are parts that make me go, uh, I that are through this part. Yeah. But then right after that, you have to investigate, because you're kind of a cop, you have to investigate, okay. somebody has been trying to poison the Apis bull of the temple. Oh, the boy. Apis bull is like a holy bull. Apis is like a god type figure, but instead of being like in the clouds or in the afterlife or whatever, he was seen to be incarnated in... The, the all the holy bulls you know in the temple so they'd keep oh, this wow. bull in a temple and they'd feed him wow nice stuff and then people would come and give sacrifices and stuff like that but this one is sick and he's trying to figure out why and he figures out that somebody's somebody's been feeding this bull peach pits oh my goodness <laughs> broke this case wide open that's awesome egypt style yes <laughs> what are you uh consuming currently well, um, I actually want to talk about something that I'm not consuming currently, and I'm actually <laughs> okay. really upset about. Um, so, um, I am a huge Sailor Moon fan, and um, I used to play uh, Sailor Moon Drops yeah. uh, on my phone. And uh, I went to play it like a couple of weeks ago and got the message, Oh, we're not, uh, you know, this game is not going on anymore. We're not supporting it. Thanks for all your support. Bye. <laughs> the drops is dried up. Yes. And then I started looking into it. Um, apparently, there was an announcement back in January that they were going to be ending at the end of March. Um, <laughs> and uh, the reasoning was they didn't get enough money from it. So it's a game you can play without spending any money, which is how I played it. Right. But you can spend money if you, you know, want extra... Premium. Yeah. Like, you want extra hearts, like, extra lives or whatever, or you want, like, extra um, certain, like, there's certain, like, trinkets that um, could help you uh, with the game and make it go a little bit faster or make it go, like, like you'll be more likely to win, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And I just, I was like just so bummed because I used to play this like all the time and I haven't found a replacement yet. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of looking for a replacement. But I also am really bummed because apparently there was a way if I had no, realized that they were closing down before the end of March there, somebody had figured out a way to like save like um, the the noises that the game makes, oh, sure. which is like you know like Sailor Moon or the other characters like saying certain things in Japanese, right? Um, and there was a way to save like wallpapers and stuff like that too, and like other things. Like some people had figured that out, and I totally missed the boat on that. I had like one wallpaper left on my phone. And then I have like some Sailor Moon stickers randomly that like move around and are cute and I can send through text messages. But that's about it. So I guess um, I'm looking for a new fun game to play on my phone. So listeners, if you have any suggestions, please let me know. Yes. And if you've got a line on maybe getting your hands on uh, a APK or whatever, I guess you've got an iPhone or whatever. However, yeah. you can get a package of those sounds. I'm yes. sure that's got to be out there. Still, I, I would so. be interested. Yeah, if you have a line on that, let us know. Direct your tips to justenoughtrope.com because this is the Just Enough Trope podcast. Yes. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co host. Hi, I'm Ikanara. And we've got about one week here until Avengers Endgame oh comes my out. Oh, God. I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, the so excitement excited. is high. And I think no matter what. Um, can they, is the ball undroppable at this point? What do you mean? Is it going to suck? 
Oh, God. I really hope it doesn't suck. I mean, we've stopped. The, give, give this to Marvel. Their movies are generally so good that we have stopped asking whether something will suck or not. Well, like that's before true. we went to Shazam, we were like, mm. we don't know. Yeah, and then it was all right. It, it was, was like, good. okay, great. Yeah. But Marvel, you're just like, I hope they it's really good. The right. new the new will this suck is will this be okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's really true. And I'm I feel like uh in Infinity Wars, I feel like that was decent. Infinity Wars could be a right. war, war two. Right, exactly. War three. Um, it is infinity. Right. I mean, like the first part of this two-parter series um, or the first part of the end of this eight, ten year saga, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, I want to look at it. Yeah. And I will in a week. Right. But like, I think Infinity Wars was was decent. It was fair, it was fairly solid, but I, I wouldn't say it was like amazing or like the best one ever. You know what I would say? What? I think it's the Star Trek discovery of Marvel movies. Oh boy. In yeah. that there's just so much going on. There is. When you think of the Winter Soldier, you think of Cap taking down a jet with a motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> but and you like also, taking on guys in an elevator yeah, too. But you also think of where did I'm gonna do my Scarlett Johansson voice. Where did Captain America learn to steal a car? <laughs> World War Two, get your feet off the dash, just borrowing it. Like you remember character moments, you remember stuff like that. Yes, you remember you do. stuff mattering and not just boom, boom, bang, bang, bing, bing. Did we get the thing to the thing? Well, and there's a yeah. lot of thing to thing getting. That's taking, yes. that's my pull quote in Infinity War. But they've also earned it if you think about it as the first part of the last act of, as you said, like this long saga. Right. I, I mean, it is a lot of different plot points. Yeah. And, but like the biggest character have... stuff you get is like. You know, I guess Vision and Wanda are, are full on now. Yeah. And then Rhodey stands up to Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> yeah. I know. And then like Gamora, like that scene with yeah, Gamora. Like, kind of put all that out of my mind. Yeah. It kind of sucks. but Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Um, But since it's going to be good, we know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got that to look forward to. Yes. But because I believe that nothing is true and everything is permitted and everything should be in balance the way Thanos thinks. Yes. Uh, Mad Mad Titans Creed. I like to play that one. <laughs> Press A to kill everything. Oh my gosh. Like, Game over. What's the next <laughs> What's the next level? Right. Uh, I think that we probably should rem- remind ourselves where we came from and uh, do something bad before we do something good. Yeah. So I think it's probably time to revisit things that we don't want. Thanks. I hate it. Uh, things that we don't want with our number two, second edition of Gift of the Bad Guy. Yes. Sometimes you've got somebody, you've got a broadcasting partner, you're going to put things in front of him or her yep. in order to be able to talk about them later. Yes. And sometimes it's really great. Yes. And sometimes it's like, I want to kill you. And this show's <laughs> over and you're fired. Uh, and that's that happened to us kind of recently. It and did, we've been unfortunately. On to something for that. So yeah. we'll be talking about the news today, but then we'll be talking about uh, the gift of the bad guy. And no sneak previews are necessary, I don't think. Um, no, we I can don't just think so. Lay it right out. Uh, we'll be talking about a 2018 film called High Life that I was really excited to see. Brought it out, and oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. And then um, I'd pretty much given up on the, speaking of CBS All Access and their fair, I'd given up on the Twilight Zone show. Yeah. And you were like, 
think we can do this. Let's 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 do this. I'm so sorry. Let's figure it out. Yeah, and that didn't go well either. So we're talking no. about the third and fourth uh, currently available episodes of the Twilight Zone. Yes. Did we yes, get it all? I think we got it all. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, I am doing good. I'm super excited for Endgame. I'm really trying to um, make sure I don't consume any spoilers, which is a little hard. Yeah. I mean, we heard that uh, spoilers had leaked on the internet. The end of yeah. the film had leaked on the internet. Now, as a journalist, I feel bad about this, but I don't know any more about that story. I don't know if it's just a description. No. I don't know if it is grainy video or a script or what, because... I didn't go looking for it. No, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. So just keep that far away from me mm-hmm. and we'll be fine. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, and I feel like there was like another like teaser something or other that came out because I see something like I'm, I'm in my feed on Facebook and then I, I see something that's like Endgame. That's where Drake went down. <laughs> that's what it should have been. Or like Weird Al could be like, I'm in my feed. Right. <laughs> Yes. Let's do the news. All right. Well, off the jump, I think we should probably do our solemn duty, which is never fun, which is to uh, pay homage to somebody who has uh, passed away recently. Yes. Uh, Kazuo Koike, uh, the creator of Lone Wolf and Cub, Lady Snowblood, Samurai Executioner. Yes. Great, uh, great, great manga, mangaka. Yeah, exactly. uh, Of uh, who's been around for a long time. Yeah. Long Mm -hmm. time. Um, and far outlived uh, his collaborator on uh, on Lone Wolf and Cub. But, right. Uh, yeah, died at the age of 82. Which is still kind of fairly young. Yeah. So. Oh, 82 is young? Well, I mean, I guess it's a long life, but... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He Didn't he die of pneumonia? Or was like something terrible like that? Yeah. 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 So that's too bad. Um, have we ever talked about Lone Wolf and Cub on the show? Yeah, yeah we, we did have. one time, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. yeah, we did. The first, I think we read the first volume. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I'll say this about Lone Wolf and Cub. I like it, but oh boy, it goes on a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Just and goes I, and goes. I think he actually did a new Adventures of Lone Wolf and Cub uh, as He well. did without his, his partner who yeah. passed away. Uh, that is not as good. Should have left it. Okay. Um, All right. 36 volumes or whatever. Stories told. Right, right. I mean, at the end of that first volume, we're six issues in, and we've got a situation where He's uh, what the bandits are have taken control of this town, yes. taking everybody hostage, and then he's got to uh, ha- have sex with his lady. Do it right now. He's like, right. all right, I know. Quick with the sword and quick with the sword. Yeah, uh, do it all. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and that intensity only uh, goes up to 40, 47 million and continues right. throughout the series. But yeah, I would have cut a few volumes out. Oh, pretty good. Okay, though. it is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, from what I read. So uh, he will be missed. Yes, definitely. Let's talk about the rest of our uh, news situation here. Um, yep. The really big news in, in the world of entertainment right now is that uh, Hulu has bought uh, AT&T's stake in uh, themselves. Oh, okay. Uh, Hulu has basically divested themselves of their 9% uh, or 9.5% stake. Okay. Which leaves Comcast and Disney as the basically the joint owners of it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, I guess who just has more control over what they do. So I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. Um, what do you think? I think that... <laughs> I think that when you are the 800-pound gorilla... Mm-hmm. Or wait, is that DC? When you're Marvel slash Disney... Yeah. Uh, they have a gorilla, don't they? 
Tarzan. Um, sure. Let's raised say by yes. Gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I think that you make a lot of weird decisions. And so in order to kill Netflix, kill it dead right. with its $3 billion in debt, you launch your streaming service containing half of the content that it was using to yes. make itself successful. Right. And then you do it for half the price of its subscription service. Mm -hmm. That's just like... That's just loading a gun and just aiming it right at Netflix's head. Right? I know. Reed Hastings has just got a gun pointed at him. So here's a question. And then for also you. you earn. I'm answering your first question. Okay. Also, you earn. Uh, you partially own another competitor called Hulu, and yeah. you just just stay there. You just continue to sit there, uh -huh. continue to own it. Right. And then, I don't know. Maybe you'll you Do know starve someday. it out, starve it of content. Right. Or maybe you'll use it as a place for um, fun, non-shiny Disney stuff, which you don't have a lot of, but you've got right. some old Touchstone movies or something. Right. Ishtar is going to be on Hulu, everybody. Look out. <laughs> uh, right? Mm -hmm. Or you could just, you know, eventually just milk Comcast for all they've got and just sell way above price in order for them to get control of like their own streaming service. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. And you can just do it because... Yeah. You are the 800-pound gorilla. Yeah. What is going to happen to the Marvel Netflix shows? Like, are they going to continue to be on Netflix? Will they eventually show up on Disney Plus? Are they going to go away from Netflix? No one knows. Okay. It's just kind of a weird situation. It is. So I, I'm kind of curious to see what will happen with that. No one knows. Yeah. Okay. If you're Netflix, do you even bother to keep showing them, them again? Do you just go, oh, well, you know, they're off. And it's like, you know, but you probably could have kept showing them. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It just depends on what do we think now. Now that uh, Chuckles the Clown <laughs> episode from Mary Tyler Moore right. is not the number one funniest thing ever uh, on TV. Yeah. And we can have a fight about that on a different show. Okay. Uh, n now that, like, there is so much stuff and it doesn't, and my mom clutches her Columbo DVDs, you know, lovingly. Right. Now that everything is either available or it's not because some mean evil person is like keeping it from people, but there's plenty of other stuff too. Uh -huh. It it remains to be seen what the value of these things is in the long term. Sure. You really liked Daredevil on Netflix, let's say. Yes. But do you want to own it? Would you go yeah, back and watch it know. if you could? I don't know. Well, you're answering for yourself, but I'm just yeah. asking generally. Sure. And so I don't know. I mean, I don't think that that we've decided on anything to me it kind of looks like if you really stand for something like if you're a huge vampire diaries fan then maybe mm -hmm. you own it all on dvd but sure it might just be that you were a big fan and now you're a fan of something else and you don't have any right physical media you don't have right. any you might have some itunes stores purchases if you watched some episodes on itunes uh-huh right you well know, fair some enough. things like game of thrones people are really excited about they want to have on my shelf i've got the eight season right. dvd set of like rewatchability look at it yeah there it is right but yeah who knows if you hear a little little crinkling yeah it's because i it's so hot in here yes i've taken a ice pack yes i put it in a plastic target bag uh-huh and i'm wearing it around my neck yep i'm wearing one too <laughs> Listeners, uh, if you go to so our Patreon cool. at patreon.com forward slash just enough trope, you can contribute to us getting a new studio or fixing the air in this one. Yes. Uh, what else is going on with Disney? You know, uh, Disney's got guns pointed at a lot of people. Oh one boy. of the guns is pointed at Fox's Mouse Guard adaptation. I heard about this. Which is not going to be a movie now. Yeah. Weird, huh? 
Mm-hmm. Well, here's my thing. Do you know Mouse Guard? I do know Mouse Guard. Have we ever talked about it on the show? Um, I don't. We may have talked about it in passing. Like you know, well, that we, was me. We um, we actually played a Mouse Guard. Uh, Mouse Guard. I said Mouse Guard. Mouse Guard. Um, RPG game. It sucked. Do you think it sucked? Yeah, it was like a storytelling game. I thought. Like, I think I enjoyed it more than the Star Wars one we played. Oh, <laughs> we can argue about that. All when right. is the argument show coming? Yeah, I don't know. We can. Uh, well, we can this was a uh, stop motion animation. Yeah. Uh, situation, um, a la not by Leica, but like a Leica. Oh, now I get it. Leica, uh, Leica. Yeah, yeah. Now I get it. Uh, like a Kubo situation. It yeah. was reportedly going to cost $175 million. And it was going to be directed by Wes Ball. You go, who? I go, yeah, the Maze Runner guy. He directed oh. a bunch of those Maze Runners. Okay. So my, right. my question is, what the hell are you doing, Fox? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, and then my comment is, good job, Disney. Yeah, I know. Or why not rework it? If you've owned the, um, the, or, or the rights to the adaptation, mm-hmm. how about you've got... Many, many people and robots that draw things. How True. about an animated thing? Right. How about making it $70 million instead of $170 million? Right, exactly. You know, why not try to save it? I, th- I think they've just got so many um, things in the fire that they just, you know, they're like, we don't need this. You so, know? Somebody would have liked Mouse Guard. Oh, yeah, for sure. Crappy? <laughs> I mean, th- this isn't good for the property, but crappy Netflix adaptation. Should already exist. Well, yeah, that's it? true. They did yeah. that crappy Watership Down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? I don't know. Why did you guys do Watership Down? I have no idea. And then idea. why did you half-ass it? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. What so. the hell is Reed Hastings doing? I don't know who that is. He's the CEO of Netflix. I mentioned oh, him before. Okay, sorry. Um, I have no idea what he's doing. I mean, well, I'll tell you one thing he's doing. Hmm. He's getting that Witcher show ready. It's coming this oh, fall. Oh boy, yeah, I know. This They're fall. really amped up about that. I could not care less, personally. Oh. Henry Cavill is yeah. a human stain. He's Whoa. not a good person. You've taken this all the way. Uh, Can't yeah. he just be a creep, but like, you know, a, a harmless creep? I guess. He is a creep, though. I mean, oh, yeah, his, he's a creep, for like, sure. He's creepy, a super creep. His creepy he's mustache. Super creepy. And, yeah. 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 Um, his mustache. <laughs> that was for a roll. I know, but it looked terrible. Yeah, it did. And then, like the when they tried to cover it up in Justice League, that didn't look great either. No, so, no, no. It's just terrible all around. Yeah, um, it's too bad. I mean, I guess that was not really within his control, but still, yeah. he's a weirdo. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. He he's definitely proved that he is a weirdo, like time and time again. So, yeah. I could not care less personally about. The Witcher. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know. Good luck to him. <laughs> I will not be watching I love it. The, I love the ironic, you know, totally disingenuous. Good, good luck to him. <laughs> good luck. Oh, Twilight Zone's been renewed for a second season. Oh, good luck. Good, good luck to them. <laughs> they haven't. That's just an example. Gotcha. Although they probably will be. Probably. Uh, let's keep talking about streaming networks. It looks like Amazon, who is trying to adapt the BBC series Utopia... Yeah, I uh, heard about this. Which we have this. talked about a long time ago on the show. Yes. Um, is going forward, and John Cusack has been cast to star as Ke- uh, Dr. Kevin Christie, who is the, um, their version of the doctor 
who kind of starts off the whole thing in the first series. Okay. He's right. the guy who is works for um he's like a government official. Oh, see, I don't think he was a doctor in that show. I think I have this right. Okay. I don't remember to be perfectly honest. You know what? I'm not sure I do. Okay. All right. <laughs> was it cuz Ian McDermott was in it, wasn't he? And he was like the doctor who had dementia but he had was the one who had supplied the people who made the comic with this is a weird this is a really weird it's show it's such a weird anyway show. john cusack is in this yeah and here comes the editorial portion that is going to cover up the fact that i don't know if i have my facts right but there was a character in that who is yes. being blackmailed he's the one yeah. who the utopia corporation or whatever manipulates into getting this whole sterilization thing going and they're manipulating him because he had like a russian prostitute girlfriend on the side or whatever and so the whole time he is this whole like please please don't tell anybody and he's like this just kind of worm and he's like all freaked out and stuff like that yeah and i think later in the series he kind of finds some balls and like fights back that's a john cusack character right Right. there that's perfect right like john cusack does two things he does weirdo with boombox yeah or he's like i don't understand what's happening what, what is this i don't know what's going on right right and exactly both like gross point blank which is why it's such a good movie <laughs> but anyway um excited for this i'm not um, <laughs> just I just put that in there I'm well not. i mean how many times do we need to like redo something that that's british you know like well if it's I guess I Good mean stuff. sometimes it works out like it's, the office yeah. or something like that. It's not like a that. Cougarton Abbey situation where no. we can't get this stuff. Like there is a BBC America, so why not right. just watch the U- Utopia Doctor from... Who instead of making uh, oh no, we can't do the Luke Perry American Doctor Space Time. <laughs> oh no. No, you're right. That's, That's such a bummer. What a bummer. Let's move on. All right. I just think that it was interesting idea. The show, um, I think, had more um, memorable, specific moments than mm-hmm. its ridiculous plotline making any sense. Yes. Um, and yes. then it completely went off the rails in season two. Like, what happens in season two? You can't answer. You don't even know. No. I mean, but they, I liked, they you know, hide out in houses having, and uh, stuff. Yeah, they hide out in houses. <laughs> But I liked, uh, you know, Jessica Hyde, and I liked um, yes. the guy Her in the brother, yellow jacket. Yeah, was really creepy. Yeah. yeah, and the guy, the Indian guy with two first names. Yeah. Do you remember his name again? God no, I can't remember. Didn't he like, get his eye pulled yeah, out? Yeah, he got his eye pulled out. Yeah. I don't know. Is this a fix-it situation? I don't really Amazon's think an, that Amazon's not. I, I don't know. It, I don't. I don't really think. Would that you want to adapt it so you could, you know, fix it, quote unquote? I mean, what would you do? Make it make more sense? I mean, that it's, just doesn't uh, yeah. seem like that's the story that they're telling. There's like the weird homeless guy who's like homeless by choice because he's like hiding from the thing or whatever. But right. he kills a person in the bathroom. And I kind of want to watch it again now. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, yeah. It's been a while. I feel like How I will they change that school massacre scene? How will they change that? Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Fixing it. Uh, let's talk about the DC Universe streaming service. Okay. Which apparently is... Um, not doing well. I'm not sure it's doing that great. Yeah. I think that uh, shows like Titans and Doom Patrol have gotten good reviews. Yeah. But I'm not sure a lot of people are watching them. I'm not so sure either. And I mean, well, you got your CW shows. Are they going to continue on DC or network or what? Well, they're on CW. Yeah. As far as them being getting replayed on uh, DC Universe Plus, um, are they? I don't know. I assume that's going to continue. I have no idea. But uh, apparently the Swamp Thing show, which has been in production in North Carolina. Yeah. 
I guess they're going to shoot in their own swamp, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, swamps in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, it has been halted after 10 episodes of production. So they've already done 10 episodes. Yes. And they had planned to do more. I don't know what the exact order was, but this is okay. a cessation of the work. And from what I understand, and this comes from, this comes from, I'm not going to give my source, not out of protecting them necessarily, but it's, it comes from a local source um, that we're pretty sure is on the level. It, the idea is it's, they're wrapping it up. Whereas before it was 13 episodes looking to being the first season of a long running show, yeah. this would be more like, why don't we just bring it all home and then we'll just call it good so more of a like wow. a maxi series okay um i guess when i had first heard about this i thought that there just was not going to be any show at all i didn't realize well there's a lot they... no they've got a lot in the can so okay. they'll have to do something with it all right unless that's it's mouth guard no, yeah I, I know right that's too bad that they're cutting it short yeah were you looking forward to that swamp thing show? i don't know i mean I, I figured like i would at least tune in for the first couple is just kind of see what was going on but you know <laughs> so what's going take on it in, in here yeah oh okay swamp guy huh yeah great um <laughs> uh, let's talk about <laughs> this is all streaming i know uh well this is kind of streaming it's both streaming and traditionally cable still somehow okay but, uh, we found out from hbo recently that westworld uh curb your enthusiasm and insecure three uh Big and continued, uh, continually successful shows for them. Yeah, uh, won't be returning until 2020. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I feel like that's kind of big news. Uh, the insecure one, I'm not exactly sure. Um, that's uh, I think maybe it's just like Israel's got a lot going on because I'm, I'm well, pretty, I, I mean, she does. That could be. Um, curb your enthusiasm. He, Larry David just doesn't whenever he feels like it. Right. And I think Westworld is. No, it takes. They're out in the desert. It's a big production. It takes a long time to make these things. Yeah, that's too bad that it won't be coming back this year. Um, well, oh, I guess we'll just have to wait. I mean, yeah, we get we get the ending of Game of if Thrones. Getting this locomotive so, back on the rails yeah. means you need to take some time. Then take your time. Take your time. Yeah. No, you're right because it kind of. I don't know what was going on last season. Yeah, you do. Ways. Yeah, I know. It's the robot robot revolution. Yeah, I know. I know. Which is what the we've always wanted. That's what the movies were about. Right. That's what the the nature of whether you're alive or not. It's always been about you're gonna turn it into the Matrix prequels. It started off as a cowboy show. Yep. Now it's the Matrix prequels. Right. And um a little bit of Terminator thrown in. Yep. Is that what we wanted? Uh I don't know. <laughs> That's what we're getting. To be perfectly honest. I mean I, mean, I almost feel like that should have been a, like a later season, but that that was season two. So No, that's season th- three. What season? That's what the show will be. Uh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. spoilers, you know, the a post-credit scene is like, welcome to the year 4782 or whatever. You're yeah. A, you're a guy in a cowboy hat. Right. <laughs> a little bit of Battlestar Galactica thrown in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Come on. What? You can't fake your way through this. What do you mean? The, you Here's what I don't like about the show. I don't like the fact that apparently it's super forgettable because you don't remember anything about it. Oh, I don't remember a whole lot. No, you've been unsuccessfully trying to fake your way through this conversation, and it's clear that you don't remember anything. Well, we I... went through a big thing in the sky, and now we're in the the prairie of the afterlife. No, I remember that. Yeah, and I like Evan. No, not Evan. Rachel Wood. Um, Tessa Thompson Tessa has Thompson, been fake the whole time. She like, and she goes like to the Mainland and stuff like that, and she has. 
like a bunch with of a robot brains balls or her, something like that. Purse. Yeah. What a great show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, speaking of great shows, uh, Star Trek Discovery has recently wrapped up its second season on CBS yes. All Access. Of course, is um, going ahead, greenlit for a third, which will return. We don't know. They're already in production on season three. Mm-hmm. Two years in a row, I correctly predicted that the show would return in the fall. And people told me I was crazy. So well, right. do I go for the hat trick? Maybe. I mean, it sounds like we're going to get more short tracks at some point, too. Yes. So, um, They'll be I, animated, though. So Oh, okay. They can really come anywhere. Well. Um, here's why I don't think that it will necessarily come back this time. Or I just want to put it out there and say there's no... I have an excuse for being wrong because... We've never been in this situation before. Right. We've got two Trek shows now. Yes. Both on the same channel. Yes. Um, and that's the Picard show, which is supposed to come out in the fall. So do right. they hold Discovery to let the Picard show air out a little bit? I think they probably will, yeah. to be perfectly honest. But I... it'll be in the canon ready by. Yeah. You trust me. Well, the reason I brought it up, because we don't talk about Star Trek on this show, <laughs> is that Discovery and future Section 31 show star Michelle Yeoh has yeah. been uh, brought on board for the Avatar sequels. Oh, really? She's going to play Dr. Karina Moog in at least uh, one or two of the upcoming Avatar shows. Wow. Um, Are you excited about these? I'm personally not really excited about these. If we can get that old Cameron, that old that old magic back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's been gone for 20 years. I know. Um. Terminator 6 is going to suck, you know. Uh, yeah. They're, now they're going underwater. I like underwater. In Terminator? No, Avatar 2 is supposed to be set underwater. Oh, oh okay. I don't know if there's another Pandora moon. Pandoran moon? I don't know. It should have it's uh, been nine, s- right? It's been so long since I've seen it. I think I only saw it at the movie theater. I think Great. I've only Something seen it Something else you're going to have to fake your way through. So anyway. No, uh, I'm just saying. I need to rewatch it. was all forest. <laughs> this will all be right. underwater, I guess. Okay. All right. Will there be a, char- a character called Cameron? And oh, he's like, boy, I, I dive to the deepest death depths. I hope not. That would just be ridiculous. So. You have to look for have, as far as having an ego goes, Cameron. Yeah. Titanic sized. Yeah. But he resists, as far as I can tell, putting himself in his stuff. Well, that's very true. So I, I am very thankful for that because that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> Did Quentin Tarantino stopped putting himself in his? Wait, did he stop? <laughs> I feel like he did. Is he in? No, because he's gets he's the Australian guy in, uh, in Django and Chain. Is he really? And then I can't remember if he's in most recent film Quentin Tarantino, Hateful Eight. I can't remember if he's in Hateful Eight or not either. Probably. Jeez. <laughs> Why? Just stop, Tarantino. Just stop. Is he, is he in Inglorious Bastards? Think. Think. Um, I can't one, remember. One of the soldiers or something? A lot of, a lot of crowd Yeah, I know. Scenes. I know. I'm going to say probably yes. Okay. Why not? Something to look up later, I guess. Is Quentin Tarantino in all of his films? Yeah. Um... He probably is. Don't you think? I guess. He's literally one of the main characters in Reservoir Dogs, and it just kind of goes from there. I know. So Cameron know. has resisted that. I don't know. I thought that Avatar was interesting, but so it was kind of gimmicky. 
And it was yeah. so the Fern Gully haha like story was just so kind of sci-fi bland that yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's going to have to get better. But then you look at Battle Angel Alita and it's kind of the same thing. They took like a story that was all set up for them. It had all the pathos, yeah. all the th- things that you'd want to get from it. Yeah. And they basically like watered it down to be a Avatar-esque kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if that's just what he does now, what happened to... It's game over, man. Game over. I don't know. Like what is missing? Okay, um, extra segment because we'll talk about this longer than we talk about the bad movies. <laughs> All right. What's missing from where? Where do you lose the fastball? Go. Postmortem. James Cameron um, still alive. I guess it's the vivid section. Uh, somewhere in Titanic, maybe. <laughs> I um, I also think that Titanic is just toothless from a dramatic perspective. I saw it I like really... three times in the theater. I was a huge Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh no, no. Caprio I mean, we all uh, look. I'm not. I'm. You know, I'm. Um, acknowledging and, and complimenting, you know, the romantic epic sweep of its sort of right. story. Right. But it really is just Billy Zane in a bad wig going, I'm your bad boyfriend. And she's right. like, I like this guy from Wasoda or whatever. Right. And then also like three hours long. And then that's yeah. it. Yeah. And it's just like, no, no, they're all kind of two dimensional characters. Nobody's mm-hmm. acting all that hard. No. No. So what the hell? And I think that Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio are better actors than they are in this film. Yeah, but him not being like an actor's director has never been a problem before. No. No, it hasn't. Like, he's always gotten a good performance out of people. I mean, in Terminator, you're... Don't just repeat the things that I say. That's basically what I said. Sorry. (laughs) It hasn't been a problem, meaning the performances have been okay. You go, the performances have been okay. All right, fine. Let's get Terminator. (laughs) Okay, let's start with Piranha 2. Piranha 2. No, Terminator. You've got Michael Bean, who can I know. take care of it himself. <laughs> he doesn't need you. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've got Linda Hamilton, who, let's face it, I mean, is she a good a good actor? I don't know. I can't it's really tell. It's kind of up in the air. I can't really tell, but r- correctly cast. Yeah. Is she like, oh, this ice cream really is in my pocket? Yeah. <laughs> correctly cast. And then a guy that doesn't matter. He, him not being able to act is kind of part of it. Yeah. So that works out fine. Yeah. Aliens... Yes. Aliens is. Are we starting to see it creep in here? Look I don't into know. My eye. I mean, you cast a bunch of people who are, themselves are all sort of character actors, so maybe they can all just run off and dive deep into their four lines uh, right. <laughs> to like find their own character and do right. their own thing. I mean, I think it's a pretty like you. I think it's a pretty good movie. Um, well, still. I didn't say it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> I I think it is. Um, and. Uh, Gosh, what did he do after Aliens? Well, I thought you were going to talk about Aliens a little longer. Um, well, because I was looking it up. Okay, I mean Sigourney Weaver, I think done. is is an excellent actress, um, and I think she really carries the film. Um, and uh, I mean, the, I feel like the supporting actors, the supporting cast, is is really well cast. Like, I don't, I'm not really good with names, but uh, the guy who played the sergeant or whatever was really good. Um, and then uh, you got um, really like a, a group of like really tough soldiers, you know, who just are, are not just really describing af- aliens. We've all seen aliens. I know. Who, what do who, you think about Johnny Rico? Or it's not Johnny Rico. It's just Rico. Rico. <laughs> um, d- d- does Drake really bring it home? Um, you can't fake the funk. Stop. Stop funk faking. I'm not faking the funk. You are uh, the abyss. 
Oh, I like The Abyss. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, these are, no, we all like these movies. They're all good movies. Yeah, I know. Does it first start, okay, so you're just going to be witness to my greatness because you refuse to take part in this conversation. <sighs> uh, it starts with Terminator 2, which is probably top five. I invent a new top five list every week, but top five, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But I will say that there's a lot of it that is just, this is a line that's going to get us to the next thing. Yeah. And a lot of it is like Eddie Furlong's not great, but yeah. you even get good character actors like what's the guy's name that plays his stepdad. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a, it just, if, if he, he seems like a caricature of yes. a abusive stepdad yeah. instead yeah. of like, an abusive stepdad. I know it's a small role, but right. you get this guy that's a really good actor and he's just feels fake and it all feels kind of like a comic book. I guess. In the, both the good ways and the bad ways and the exciting, I'm riding a, a semi-truck that's sliding sideways into a steel mill right. uh, kind of way, but also like a, well, a kind of just, you know, unbelievable blown up characters and... I mean, I, I And guess then you've got Joe Morton, once again, maybe casting... It's like 100% of the thing. You cast Joe Morton, one of the best actors we've ever had on film, uh-huh. and he just makes you believe that a man has ripped his <laughs> skin off his arm in front of you. Right, right. But maybe the dialogue's not that great. You can't tell because Joe Morton, good. Right. Oh, I understand you, what you you're wanna, saying. Is it, is it the heat? Is it N- no. discomfort with going after James Cameron's legacy? What is it that is keeping you out of this conversation? I just don't feel like I... I want to put you in, Coach. I think you're ready to play. I just don't feel like I have all the names. Um, <laughs> you don't need any names. You can just go, that guy. Okay. The guy from Mad About You. Well, right. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess I just I feel ill-equipped to have this conversation with you. I don't know why. I just do. Because because uh, I'm at every step asking you to join it. And trying to engage with you? Is that why? No, that's not why. <laughs> I, I just don't feel like I have the correct tools. Strange Days. Now, in Strange Days. What is Strange Days? I've never seen it. It's actually one. directed by Catherine Bigelow, but I also feel that it also kind of suffers from that. Is it an excess of glibness? Now, while you answer that, uh, audience is going to hear crinkle, crinkle on my side because I'm uh, moving my back. Oh, okay. Um... I, I guess what do you what do you mean by glibness? Um, I mean the definition of glib. Like, I feel so unequipped right now. <laughs> how can how can we equip you? I don't I don't know. What's the equipment we can give you? Um, uh, all glib, the glib just means like uh, um, talkative but shallow. I I mean I could see that. Um, it, there there's a lot of dialogue in that film and there doesn't necessarily need to be i mean which film terminator 2 is that what we're talking about we're just talking about cannons or cannons cannon (laughs) maybe if it was cannon uh cameron's irv right um films like true lies (laughs) um okay well like true lies kind of feels like it's uh Almost like a, a joke movie. Like it's like almost like riffing on like his earlier films. You're right. And I think for that reason, what I'm describing exists still, but maybe you don't really. It doesn't come through uh-huh. when you make the terrorists. Remember when we could laugh about terrorists? Yeah. You can't really In do that anymore. Yeah. Um, you make them buffoons 
you know, then you don't you miss that maybe some of the dialogues not that great. Right. Right. Um I mean I'm just trying to think of like other like I I liked Battle Angel Alita, um, but he wasn't the only one behind that. Yeah, I guess I liked it too, but I I would be the first in line to talk about some of its shortcomings. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, I I don't know, it didn't follow like the story of the manga as much as it could have. I don't, it followed the story of the anime. Yeah, well, right, which is not as great. No. Nope. So... Um, I'm anime. Kinda, there yeah. you go. Is he influenced more by anime than other things? Because I feel like there in a lot of anime, not all anime, but in a lot of anime, you get the sort of thing which is, uh, well, we got to do this or this. Yell the name of my attack out or like right. what? What are you talking about? And it's sort of shallow glibness um, not even the glibness necessarily but just like shallow characterization um just you know it, overly um uh, big bigger emotions than necessary uh, yeah and yeah i see what you're saying yeah um yeah maybe i mean uh i i think a lot of his films go big um go big. Yeah, I think here's what it is. I think that you I think that his films are a great actor detector. <laughs> OK, I think if you put like the dialogue that he wrote for Battle Angel Alita, if you put it in the mouth of Rosa Salazar, you get right like a great performance. Right. If you put it in the mouth of whoever the guy was that played the love interest. Right. You're like, oh, OK, well, one of these two Not is an actor. Great. Right. One of these is an actor. Right. Good acting can save bad dialogue. Yes, but bad acting. Absolutely. But bad acting will sink any production. Yeah, well, that's I very think true. somebody famous said that, but it's mine now. <laughs> I'm tired of not. I'm I'm coin of phrases left, left and right. right. Yeah. I want. It's time. It's my time. <laughs> Don't make that one of my phrases. That sounds really selfish and petty. It's my but. time. Okay. No, not a phrase. So anyway, all right. It's all Avatar all the time, forever now. Yeah, it kind of seems that way. I, I'm a little, like, disappointed. Like, how many films is he planning on making? Five. Gosh. Including the first one or in uh, addition yeah, to? Yeah, just four more. So okay. Far. He is working on a True Lies TV series. Okay. What do you um, think? I don't know. It might actually work as a TV series. I could see the blue hairs, like, turning in for it. Um What? Like older people, like what? it's like a situational like comedy slash like. Do you um, remember what True Lies is about? Yeah, he's he's a spy. She finds out he's a spy. Um, and I can't wait to watch this. What I time is True Lies on? Well, I could just see it like competing with NCIS and stuff. That's all. It's not like Jessica from Murder She Wrote, is like- I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe it'll be grittier and darker. It absolutely know. will. Okay. It'll be butts right. and and explosions. All and right. Never mind. Absolutely, it will. Okay. Every week he'll be, uh, your country needs you to have sex with this woman, and he's his wife's like, what? Oh, great. Right. I guess. <laughs> Can is James Cameron writing your dialogue right now? Nod. No. Shake your head. <laughs> Absolutely not. Stop it. Okay. Well, let's try to pump it up a little bit. (laughs) Because it's only going to get worse from here. Oh, God. Terminator Genesis was... Oh. 
I hate it. You hate it? And also, let's cut out the thanks and maybe curse you. A thousand curses upon your head. May Apep swallow your heart and eat the sun for making me have to watch The Twilight Zone. But then the same curses back on me for making you watch High Life. How do we we decide what to do first? I I don't know. Flip a coin? Do you have a coin? I don't have a coin. We have a coin flipping app. (laughs) What? (laughs) What is this? The 21st century? (laughs) Yep. I, uh, um, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of what, what's worse. I mean, we just talked about movies, so maybe we should talk about TV shows. Okay. Well, about that's Twilight fair. Zone. Twilight Zone. We'll talk about Twilight Zone. I wanted to talk about... So we, everything's been leading up to this. and Maybe we should have done this last for this reason. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, is that you don't have good people making the Twilight Zone. No. So it's never going to be good. Because right. people, good people aren't making it. And the situation that we're in is that Marco Ramirez is is doing it, and Marco Ramirez. What else has he done? I was. Thank you for being engaged. I was right about to tell you. Okay. Uh, he has also done n- nothing. Basically, he did. Um, he, he, you know what he's done? He's done uh, Marvel Netflix shows. Well, I I like Daredevil a lot. Has he done Daredevil? What's your least favorite season of Daredevil? Um. I, I the right guess answer probably is the last one. Oh, you think the second one? Everybody um, agrees except for you just now well, decided to not agree. I, I guess I guess the one I'm thinking of specifically on the third season is that one episode where they focus on Bullseye and like his Okay, like, that was therapy and everything. But I bet if we zoomed in and we looked for like whoever that's not really how shows work anymore, but whoever's name is on that probably is on a lot of other bad stuff. Right. Uh no, he was um he might have actually had a executive producing uh thing on daredevil oh okay but anyway uh he wrote a lot of the second season okay so all right bad uh before that he worked on da vinci's demons okay yeah uh exactly uh he uh what else did he do he um he did the defenders which we did not watch because we didn't watch iron fist so it's really bad yeah right uh yeah and now he's working on the twilight zone and apparently he must make jordan peele laugh or something because he also is working on the screenplay for uh, Jordan Peele's um, Akira movie. Oh, wow. Well, that doesn't sound good. No. Nope. Um, unfortunately. And we just got done talking about people mishandling uh, anime, anime adaptations. Yeah. And that's what made me think of that. All right. So you've got yeah. this guy. Okay. He is, I would assume that he is probably the one who is doing the most on this. This is sort okay. of, the the creator credit of this goes to, Jordan Peele, right? Simon Kinberg, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Mr. Fox, Mr. Right. X Men, and uh, who fancies himself a writer director, but we don't know. Right. And Jordan Peele, and I also think that Jordan Peele's probably like a creative hand and also the host. But don't bug me; I got a lot of other things that I'm doing. Well, right. I mean, I don't. More I the wonder. Face of it than anything else. Yeah, I was like going to say I don't. I don't know how much his input yeah. is really in. Also place. involved in the show fairly heavily, Glenn Morgan. Um, I know that name. Long time TV writer, probably most famously for the X Files, but okay. a lot of other stuff. Okay. A guy who at one point had definitely like detectable talent. Yeah. Um, we're, we'll continue. Okay. As we get there. So really, like in my mind, just looking at it from the outside, it looks like the main creative force in this thing is this guy that wrote the Defenders for Netflix. Okay. So all right, knowing that mm-hmm. and every. I go crazy if things don't make sense. But knowing that, yeah. now this makes sense. Right. And so here we are. 
Yes, here Episodes we are. three and four mm-hmm. of the Twilight Zone reboot on CBS All Access. You're laughing already. It hurts so much. It's painful. An episode called Replay. Yep. And an episode called A Traveler. Or yeah. A Traveler. Depends on how he wants it pronounced. Right, right. Um, can I just say... Uh, Since one... this is your pick, yeah, I'll do it. Oh. But say what you're going to say. I was just going to say, I noticed... So we've watched the first four episodes so far. Yeah. Um, it has been uh, heavily cast with um, diverse casting. Um, I, yes. I would say the, the only protagonist so far that's been white has been Adam Scott in the second episode. Everybody else. And kind of Greg Kinnear. Well, yeah, but it kind of follows um, yeah, the other But it also kind of follows him. All right. Yeah. So it, it's been fairly um, diverse so far. So kudos for that. That's great. Now, the yeah. dark side of that. Yeah. This is tough. And I'm not going to worry too much about perception because if you listen to this show um, day in and day out, uh, you know that we are we talk about social justice all the time. Yes. We are on the side of social justice warriors. If that yes. makes us social justice warriors, I don't know how it works. Right. Uh, so be it. Um, that's what I'm interested in. I have a show where I talk about Trek. Right. Instead of talking about warp drives, I want to talk about how the green people are racists or whatever and allegory. That is what I'm here for. Right. However, I feel like the Twilight Zone and CBS All Access and their production of the Twilight Zone has found a way to cynically produce, quote unquote, SJW <clears throat> branded content. Yep. And probably the best example of that <clears throat> is the episode we're just about to talk about. Yeah. Called Replay. Yes. Now, all of my friends who are all the same people, we're all bleeding heart liberals. They all go, oh, man, so, so, so good. Show so good. And I'm like. I love you. I can love a dumb person. I love you. <laughs> but I know that you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Now, you can just like something. Like, I like Hudson Hawk. That's a bad movie. It's fine to just like something. Sure. But here's my mathematical, mathematical theorem, my proof about why this is bad. <laughs> All right. Sure. Go for and it. And the rest of the world agrees with me because not one of these has cracked 7.2 on 7.2 for Nightmare at 30,000 Feet is the highest IMDb rating. Now, I pick uh-huh. IMDb rating. I wouldn't normally pick that, but I think that... It's significant because they are weighted high generally because people yes. track these things down on IMDb because they like them. Right. And so you'll always see Rotten Tomatoes, 30%, IMDb, high sevens, 7.8 7. Sure. or something right. like that. The fact that these are all relatively ro- low, uh, low rated on IMDb tells me that people are not satisfied with these. Mm-hmm. People don't like them. Right. And Replay got a 5.7. Well, that seems about right, doesn't it? Well, I'm... And that might actually be a little high. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, what happens? Uh, Thank you. I'll tell you what happens. (laughs) Uh, A woman is... um, And her son are eating in a diner. Yep. Um, I'll tell you that they are African-American because it's important to the story. Right. And uh, she's taking him to college. Mm -hmm. Um, They're both pretty excited. An all-black school, apparently. So I don't think that that is important. All right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay. Later on, you'll learn that well, it must be because this is how what the whole episode's about. Right. Um, but it is mentioned that it's a, a historically black college. Is yeah. What they it's the correct term for that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, it's a Hillman. Uh huh. Um, but it's not a different world. It's no. our world. Yeah. These are all jokes, but you're not getting any. 
So please don't interrupt me. I don't interrupt you when you do these. They're eating dinner. <laughs> Look at your face. Uh, what? Uh, and she, for some reason, has a camcorder. This is one of the old, like, mini you know, disc, or not mini disc, but um, um, tape camcorders. Mm-hmm. And the son, ostensibly because the son is a film student, um, he wants to go study film, and so he's interested in this kind of thing. She tapes him. He squirts some ketchup on his shirt, and she is taping it, and then she accidentally hits rewind, and... It goes back in time and she realizes, oh, this thing can rewind time like a Twilight Zone episode. Uh-huh. Um, later on, they are pulled over by a state trooper that they saw in the diner. Um, the kind of uh, terse interaction that you can expect from um, law enforcement inter- uh, uh, interfering. That's the correct word, but I'll just say interacting instead mm-hmm. uh, with people of color happens. Uh, the mom freaks out, rewinds time back at the diner and so over the course of the episode she learns that she can use this camera to rewind time but they are somehow fated to always run into this racist state trooper Mm -hmm. yada 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 yeah right the twilight zone right exactly yeah and we won't spoil it (laughs) because just 5.7 you're gonna want to see this for yourself (laughs) um it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I understand why she hits the rewind button once she realizes that she can, um, and a lot of times because she's freaking out because of things that are happening with their interaction with the, the state trooper. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it makes sense, but she is so like paranoid about this camera and everything. Um, and Part of the episode is like she never went back home after she left for college and she doesn't want to look back at her past, but it's almost as if it's forcing her to go back to her past. And no, you know, you don't no, think none so? of that's there. She literally says in the episode, I think this camcorder is magic. No, she does. It's what it is, is, is that. And I guess we're going to have to spoil a little bit of this episode. I mean, here's the IMDb summary. A woman sets out to prevent a racist state trooper from killing her son by using a camcorder with the power to turn back time. I mean, that just seems like that's a Mad Lib Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it is. They wanted to make a episode that specifically addresses cops killing black people, Mm -hmm. which is more than necessary to do. Mm -hmm. Um, When your um, structure is bad when your dialogue is bad when your characters are empty i'm not saying you're going to turn anybody racist i'm a racist now because of how bad this is but when the whole thing is just you know it's it's um predictable it's kind of really uninteresting it you know it doesn't the the premise is not integrated really well into the thing Mm -hmm. they they make a stab at it later because people so for some reason it's it's all unbelievable the whole thing yeah. i know we're in a magic land where jordan peele eats some pie and tell, t- talks to you but like that's it's even more necessary to be grounded and be believable you know right yes a doll's trying to kill telly savalas but you know we have to understand why and what the rules are right and in this it's just is he a magic man like, I was thinking, like, is he death or something like that? Like the trooper? No, yeah. he's just the inevitability of didacticness. 
Right. <laughs> They've just decided that we want to having a literal, a literal Black Lives Matter poster on the guy's wall isn't enough. Right. We want to didactically beat this point into you without doing it in an interesting way, without doing it in a way that is like subtle and, and educates you. Everything is lit. like they go to her um, brother or whatever. Yeah. He literally studies the Underground Railroad. I know. And so he uses that to ferry them. to, And it's just like. It's insultingly, like, basic. It is. In the 60s, yeah. you could paint Frank Gorshin, uh, you know, white on one side, black on the other. And even back then, I'm sure some people in the 60s were like, okay, well, boy, I don't, don't, don't get, what's that? Right. Don't get this. Right. But the show's also kind of for kids. Yeah. So maybe like a 10-year-old kid would be like, oh, Steve. Steve, <laughs> there are enough f words in this to let me know that this is for adults so well, right. you should treat us like adults yeah so anyway at the end other people film the cops i guess that's what stops them so i guess the show is saying film cops all the time but people do try to film cops yeah and also in the episode literally in the episode the kid gets killed because he is holding a phone up i know and people in real life get killed holding phones up I know. so if you're telling people to hold phones up i'm not sure that's the right solution for what your problem is here. Right. I think that they could have told this story in a better way than they than they actually did. Pitch me the better story. Go. Um uh I don't I don't know like have like the interaction with the state trooper like what one point she like buys him pie and tries to be nice to him and stuff like that. Like have and that actually if, mean something. Yep, and we don't know if it gets through. It it doesn't no um, because he just goes, hey, that's not your car. Now I get that he's racist, but I like know. there's literally nothing that she could do. In a lot of Twilight no. Zone episodes, there's some kind of supernatural thing. There's some kind of like inescapable, inevitable thing, and it is it represents punishment. It rep- there's somebody has escaped death. Somebody is right. in a um, telltale heart way being tormented by something they've done. Right, and maybe they hit it a little too much. Uh, you can't. You how many times are you gonna come to this bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> lady with your suitcase in the train yeah, station right uh, i guess the moral is don't go to the bathroom too much i guess uh but in this it is merely just and i know oh, it's society though they're like that it's like yeah i get that but that's just didactic and should be 22 minutes and not 45 i agree and so no matter what she does right he just becomes like the racism switch gets flipped and so now yeah. he's like in their hotel room why is he in their hotel room we had a 911 complain about noise or whatever all right that's an excuse but is he magic or not and he must right. be and then at the end he shows up and then like did he call back up because like four other guys show up and instead of being like rod we told you before you can't chase black people to the black college or whatever you know or they just right. run out and just go what's going on here no they're all just there with their guns all out. just it's all a bad you know shallow metaphor and it's just i'm really it's just insulting insulting um i and for some reason the universe or somebody has decided that this kid crossing the threshold of the college Mm -hmm. is it's just like it's um it's black it's boy it's just taking a lot of like you know black issues in entertainment yeah like black kids needing college people trying to stop black kids from going to college black people being shot by police officers right um, you know, black people standing up to um, people who are disrespecting them, police officers and stuff like that. It's right. trying to jam them all into this story about a magic camcorder. I I know. I know. 
It's silly. It is very silly. When you silly. make silly, trite, shallow things about important issues, you cheapen those issues. No, I agree with you. I don't understand. Like, she has the camera because he's a film student or something. And then we find out later that it's, like, somehow her dad's camera, who she hasn't seen for, like, years. So how did she get it in the first place? And why is it magic? And why is it just being magic now? Because we need a thing to be magic. I guess. An artifact that rewinds something, fine. It's a camera because tape cops, they're telling you. And it's rewinding because there is no rewind on a cell phone. So they had to have this obsolete piece of technology. And the way you fix that is you make the kid a film student. I I know that they did. I can see the chicken scratch of their homework. I just don't think any of it's all that good. Lame. Lame was the word that we came up with to basically sum up the first two episodes of this show. And we haven't left lame uh, behind yet. No. We've just added kind of insultingly lame. Well, it's insulting because I feel like it's insulting to, um, you know, the like Black Lives Matter, um, like everything that they stand for. I feel like it's. I don't agree with that. No. I just think it's like. Let's say you're going to a protest and two people had like really clever, like well-lettered signs. And one guy was like, hell no, we won't go. And what won't is misspelled when the whole thing's in like green spray paint. And you're like, okay, good job. Good job. <laughs> On the bus. Let's go. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, oh, I thought we were. I, <laughs> I just, I just feel like it could have been better. Yep. And, uh, I think and we agree, but I don't think anything ever will be i think these are all going to be bad let's talk about the next one all right this one's called a traveler traveler. or a traveler traveler. yeah sure i'll tell you okay uh it's because i can't wait for you to do the one about the movie because that is going to be a cluster f uh let's see uh it takes place in in a nook in some city i I think it's uh, like alaska which is I don't know, maybe a real town, I don't know. Don't feel like looking it up. But it is um, important because it is um, very near uh, the border between um, like Russia and America, basically, across the Bering Strait. And there is an Air Force base up there, which is not true, I don't think. I don't think there is. Okay. But it is basically the town that like serves this Air Force base. So Mm -hmm. they control or they share resources, they share infrastructure, and one of the Bad downsides to that is mm-hmm. apparently it uses a lot of power, so the power tends to fluctuate in the town. Something the that nobody would put bread. up with, but they do. Population right. fifty. We follow a young officer, uh, state trooper, or whatever they've got up yep. there, uh, and it is Christmas Eve, and she is bringing her brother in, um, yes. in the back uh, to the uh, police station because they're having a party, and. Lane Pendleton, the chief police chief, yes, uh, every week or every year likes to um, pardon, pardon a prisoner. Yes, and so that goes on for a long time, mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Then about halfway through the episode, uh, she goes down to get her brother to pardon him in the cells in the basement through this corridor that they walk through a million times. Yep, I don't have to explain that to me. Uh, and we find that there's somebody else down there when there wasn't before. Yes, it is a young man played by Stephen Yen. Wearing a pinstripe suit and a hat for some reason. Right. And he's like, pardon me instead. And they're like, well, what's going on with you? And he's like, I have a YouTube show and I do crazy things. I'm a, he's an extreme uh, tourist or whatever it's called. Yeah, right. And they're like, okay, great. And then they take him up 
and he starts to we find out that maybe he's not what he seems the young uh, woman who's the officer doesn't believe in, in him and she's checking up on it and we find out things aren't what they seem yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty we much might, when you're talking about these i think you have to just spoil them because there's just not a lot to them yeah what if we did like the midnight clear one and we didn't reveal that they were all dolls in a barrel at the end like there's right. no there's nothing to talk about right so um you're gonna have to take it because i don't know. um so he like <laughs> take it away he's at the party oh no you're gonna do the summary yeah well I you already we did done. the summary okay yeah that's why i did it okay all right um <laughs> So he, I I like how we're talking about bad stuff and we're bad too. Like we're gonna deliver a really crappy show, and then Avengers Endgame, we nail it. Both takes a sign out on the air. No more shows. Stop it. (laughs) Continue. Um, so he like knows like certain things about people at the party, like, and he just says them out loud, and it gets them. They fight each other, and then. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. And then Lane Pendleton is like, "All right, everybody's going home." And they're Do like, "Do you feel like there's four different Twilight Zone episodes going on here?" Kind of. There is like quirky uh, law enforcement uh, person, yes. like cop or something, who learns a lesson about themselves. That could be one black and white twenty-two minute episode. Yeah. Then you've got alien takeover. Yep. Then you've got guy who knows things about people and can turn something. Like Christmas, which is supposed to be about like brotherhood and, and love, yeah. into I'll kill you, you son of a bitch. Right. And one more thing, maybe just three. <laughs> maybe just three. Yeah. Uh, and then like, don't forget the pie. <laughs> I don't think we can do a whole Twilight Zone about pie, but I'd love to All see right. it. Okay. I I line up to watch it. <laughs> do you? You know what I mean? Are they trying to do too much? I think I said this last time, but yeah, I think I the biggest. Think they are. I think the biggest. Well, a sword of Damocles hangs over you. What is it after it's impaled you from the head to your head to your butt? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think that what really skewers this whole production is the fact that they're an hour long. I, I, I only I agree one with season you. of the original Twilight Zone was an hour long, and they went back to half an hour because it didn't work. Well, and and honestly, I feel like the best one out of the four so far is the second one. I think the best one's been um, this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you why, but you, um, go ahead. I, so I just, and that was like, I think the shortest one. Another was thing the second about one. Flight 1015. Yeah. No. Um, I liked that one up until the end. I didn't like the ending <laughs> well, of that one. Like they so, say, you can be really good and screw up the end and still be great. Yeah. But I Nobody feel like that. that the, the, uh, you know, the overall arching like story was more simplistic in that one. Yeah. And it was also literally a remake of an original one. This is true. This is true. Um, so maybe they are, like you, you're saying, getting away from what actually makes Twilight Zone good. Like oh, they... you take a you take a simple story, a simple allegory, yeah. something like that, some yeah. lesson that you want to teach. Then you make it fifty five minutes long. Yeah. And then it's bloated and full of other stuff that it doesn't need to have. So, yeah, um, but it's great though. It's great. Love it. So glad. So glad it's back. I, I think. I think you're right. I think that they need to be shorter. And I, I thought that this was. And this was written by uh, Glenn Morgan. I actually thought yes. that this was um, written the best. In that, it. Oh, did we mention that some of these? There, are, like the replay one was. Yeah. Terribly directed. Yeah. Like it was not well right. directed, and yeah. just like basic. I mean, choices artistically, but just like basic 
things like the framing was bad and i don't mean like that cinematic framing where we're supposed to feel weird about um steven yen whose name is a traveler which i don't you'll have to explain that one is it a calvino thing i don't understand what it's supposed to be but anyway if he's like oh he's all the way on the right of the frame because it's like a cinematic sort of framing that's fine Mm -hmm. but there are things where like there's more space above the character's head they're in the lower half of the frame and i don't there's no reason to be doing that no Mm -mm. so anyway um I thought that this was written well. I thought that they did a good job building up the tension throughout the episode. Well, I would um, agree with you about that. Yen is scary. Yeah. Um, turns out that, you know, he doesn't... It's one of those... I guess it's one of those... You'd expect him to eventually eat somebody's head. But I guess it's one yeah. of those Twilight Zone things where it's... You know, he's, he's fine. He's weird, but he's fine. Right. But, like, when they're building the thing up and then he's sort of putting... He's pitting uh, Greg Kinnear and the other girl, like, against each other. Yeah. And then he's starting to, like... He's telling her like, oh, but now he's going to do this. And you're like, you know, I just thought like there was like, oh, OK, I don't know what's going to happen here. Right. And the answer is nothing. Nothing happens. I, yeah. And the I bubble know. completely bursts uh, or just goes. And all the attention is let out. And then we literally go to a commercial and come back for 90 more seconds of show. Which was which is weird. shameful at CBS. That's it was just weird. shameful. Yeah. Did you think that the effects for a traveler were not nailed down? Do you think they didn't know what they wanted necessarily? Because at one point they yeah. go, this guy looks like a snail. He's got antenna. Oh, my God. And, and then later on we see the thing and no. He doesn't have Doesn't look like that at all. No. Can he be more than one thing? Or were That's they just. That's a really good question. Later on in the process they're like, oh, we can't do a snail. Let's just do this instead. Right. They literally showed a snail on they the did. highway in the previous episode. Yes. So here's something else that I want to talk about is what is the meta arc what is going on? They're clearly trying to do something. 1015. 1015 shows up everywhere. Yeah. I was surprised it wasn't the lottery numbers, but I guess that's too Yeah, on the me too. Uh, what is that? And I'm going to need a really good answer from you because I'll never know because I won't be watching any more of these. I think they decided they want something that is, um, you know, coursing through the veins of all of these episodes, and they they want something that's overarching. Like, you well, know, I know what a meta plot is. I'm asking yeah. you to tell me your theory about what the meta plot is. I just think my theory of what the meta plot is is this is the Twilight Zone, and the Twilight Zone has some things that um, in it that uh, Twilight Zone likes certain numbers. Yeah, exactly. It's what? like no, what? it's like. No. It's like lost, you know, it's um, like the numbers mean something. I don't know what they mean yet, but um, maybe we'll find out by the end of the season. I think it's a date. Oh, okay. Now, I guess I'll make up something if you want. It's Rod Serling's birthday or something like that. Okay. Um, But I think it's a date. And then going by the fact that every single one of these has contained some kind of like social commentary, it'll be a date. Yeah. That either in the real world, and I haven't found anything for October 15th, uh, or in the world that they've set up will be significant for a social reason. Like something bad happened on that day, okay. or somebody very important was born on that day, sure, or or something like that. Okay. Rod is actually born on Christmas. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that being said, this I think I've hated this one the least, but I still okay. didn't, didn't like it. All right. Wait, just... Endless. And then Greg Kinnear is like doing a thing. And I think he's doing a thing. As you watch it, I had that same feeling of good actors can save bad dialogue. Mm -hmm. And he is just 
sweat coming down like he is trying to make this interesting yeah because they've that's they've true. mapped out these endless scenes of we get it it's a christmas party we understand mm-hmm. and it just goes on and on and on and then the director whoever it is and i don't want to know their name um has set it up so it's like oh we're going to be you know it's going to be steady cam in the space and we're going to go around you and we're going to get we show the whole because we got this whole set and the whole people are there right. and it's like just go well, everybody, here's a dumb joke, and you all kind of pretend to like me because I'm I can arrest you if you don't. Right. And let's get this guy out of here. And it's right. half an hour done. But it's just interminable. I know. It it's it really tests your patience. Um I I think he changed his name to A Traveler just because um he was that extreme. He But he's know. not a, he's an alien. He's I it's know. all lies. It's none of it's real. I know, I know he's an alien. And but he likes pie. I know. What is okay? So I think replay you can't not know because replay drills it into your skull. But what do you think a traveler is about? I mean, I, this is just like not looking at the text of. I'm sure Jordan Peele came on and told me, but I was just right. so angry I wasn't even really listening. Right. Um, that we I deserve to be you, taken you, over by aliens because we suck. We you can't trust strangers. The divisions I don't know. between us, like our our greed, will always make us vulnerable to aliens. Yeah, I guess like aliens. Can we will talk find to? I didn't weaknesses? want to hit it too hard. But like I'm glad they got a native actress, but can we talk about how maybe the fact that the mean girl was not a good actress really hurt us here? Yeah. Because there's all kinds of things like you're supposed to believe that she's really entertaining, like betraying her boss. We don't right. get the sense of her being a bad person, but we, no. we do get the sense in the dialogue, not in the acting, that he's she's had enough of him. She doesn't I mean? like him. Yeah. yeah. But then at one point, like, Yen's talking to her and is, well, this is this. And you're like, is he using mind control on her? But we cut back to her and she just looks like she's farting. Like she doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> or she's like sick or something. There's, I'm not getting any read off no, of what she's feeling. No, I, I. There's no clue. And then like even later when she finds Greg Kinnear and she confronts him, I can't read what she's feeling on her face like at all. Yep, me either. And it's, it's really too bad because that is the end. Yes, because <laughs> that is the climax. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't feel like it. And it just like yeah. kind of like you said, it just kind of fizzles out, and we see like alien ships up above so i don't have any answers i don't i don't know like if they had interacted with the traveler differently would they have not invaded i don't know you know like they have spaceships why is the the power status of an air force base at all a problem for them why do they care in any way i think they just want control over the town or or do they is it all to manipulate do they love just manipulating humans for fun? They're going to send Greg Kinnear and uh, the other girl off to just confront each other just for fun. doesn't really matter. we got a million ships. We'll just do whatever. The shed is not important. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of think you're right. Well, that didn't come through. Okay. Um, well, anyway, uh, rating? Rating? I'll <laughs> see. See me after class. See me after class. Yeah. <laughs> An S-E-E. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't. I guess I don't understand, like... It's really depressing. It, it's really depressing, and, and I don't understand how people, like, say, oh, I liked it. That was good. Because um, be- people don't... Th- we are pop culture detectives. Did I come up with that? I think... I, that's the first time I've heard it. I think it's great. Oh, well, you don't read our marketing, marketing material, I guess. 
Um, and so we have to look at this kind of Critically. thing. Critically. We have to, yeah. yeah. It's possible to just look at something. It gives you a feeling and you want to chase that feeling and you enjoyed it. I can't, I don't look at things like that. Mm. I, Unless it's Hudson Hawk. Unless it's Bruce Willis singing. I, there's a part of me that this keeps hoping that they'll that they'll get one that's like really good, but I don't know if I'll be Looking around ahead, to watch it. It doesn't look good. No? It doesn't look good. Okay. We know very little about the ones that are coming up, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can't tell anything from a single up? still, but yeah, it doesn't look good. No. <laughs> doesn't okay. look good. All right. Um, yeah. I I wish I was more excited about this. Plus, but. you know, talking about social commentary, having the next one be about a um, a right. little child that's a president that throws tantrums and doesn't understand his job. It's yep. like, huh, wonder what that's about. I know. And it features... Your John guy, Cho. John Cho, my guy. Yeah. So, Jeez. all right, just to break up the monotony between this and the next horrible thing that we'll talk about, and I'm promised to keep it short because we're just going really long. Uh, so, Stephen Yen is Bobo John Cho. Oh boy. So we're gonna level up to John Cho. Uh huh. What is jo- John Cho is Bobo? What? Elliot Gould. <sighs> well, yeah. <laughs> For Spike Spiegel. Yeah, exactly. Now, what did Elliot Gould do that somebody else could have done way better? Nothing. Boy. Yeah, I know, ever. right? Maybe a uh, husband to Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, James Brolin. <laughs> Ellie Gould is Bobo James Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> See, we have fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. Right. Um, so, you're up, I guess. Uh, oh, we'll start off by boy, saying I'm that up. highlight. <laughs> wow. Uh, that sound is uh, a revolver <laughs> chamber being spun um the um the uh, movie we're going to talk about is called high life yes it is uh it's a 2018 film uh, it's it is... weird i thought it came out this year no it has only come out in france so far oh um okay. I, as far as a you know a, do you want to look up do you want to spread this disease to anybody else? No, not particularly. I will do my job looking up a release date, um, but you can talk about what it is about. Okay, I will do my best to give a sort of brief synopsis about what it is about. I think you can do it. Um, so we start out on a spaceship with Robert Pattinson and a baby, and that goes on for like about 20 minutes or so. Well, okay, you're doing the... I know. Literal synopsis. But what, Just what's it about? What it is about is um, these criminals. We don't know exactly what they did, but I'm guessing they were murderers and rapists. Well, we um, know they were murderers and rapists. Okay. All right. Um, they are sent on this ship to do uh, in outer space to um, have experiments conducted on them, uh, largely fertility experiments. And there is a doctor there who has also committed crimes, and she is the one administering these uh, fertilization experiments, and they're trying to grow babies. That is the the end game. No, the end game is they're going to a black hole. Well, and when they get okay. there, they're going to do some experiments because they think that they, literally just being, I don't know, they, uh, think that they can use it to you know generate energy. Like it's... They'll be okay, heroes right. if they do this, even though they're horrible. They've been given a chance to do something that could really benefit mankind. Right. But that is literally mentioned like once, and we'd never, ever get back to that. Right. That's true. It's mostly just Making raping babies. babies. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, if there's anything else to say. So, I mean, it, it is not a linear film. It, it jumps all over in time. 
Um, and uh, we see that Robert Pattinson and his baby are the only ones still left. And we go back in time and we see the other characters. Yes. Um, some of them die of natural causes. <laughs> some of them are murdered. Um, and uh, yeah. All murders natural. Uh, well, yeah. if you're killed by a ghost, I guess that would be unnatural. Yeah, I guess. And I guess they're technically, even though they're doing fertility experiments, they're technically not allowed to have sex with each other. So there is, I don't know, it's not clear. There is. I'm gonna put a, a bell. Actually, if that bag is still there, so this. Yeah. Is me shrugging. <laughs> so every time you hear this, that's my answer to your question that I don't have an answer to. Uh, so they have this room called the box, which you're supposed to get all your sexual frustrations out on. Right. Um. So that's where you can. Which. Where do we start? I don't even know. There is. The, okay, all right. Let's just talk about the box. Okay. They don't have a big budget in this film. No. So you'd assume the box is like a one-person holodeck where yes. you, everything, all your fantasies can come true. Right. But in reality, it's just a piece of gym equipment with like a dildo in it. Yep. And my thing is like, well, that's just a jerk-off room. Like that's not, yep. you call it the box, but that's just, that's that just, is a, exactly that's just what an it alcove is. where people jerk off. Yep. Do you, they show you videos or something? I don't think there's a screen in there. Well, I, I think only it's see just one your person imagination. Use it. Yeah. And it looks like it would only really be good for one type of person. Right. Somebody who wants to be. Well, well somebody who wants to be the recipient of penetrative sex. Fair, fair enough. So, I mean, if you're going to introduce. Well. I, I don't want it at all. Right. <laughs> just cut that right out. But if you're going to introduce the F-box in your movie, uh-huh. we should explore the F-box. Yeah, you're right. Um, and No, there can't be any more. Come well, on. I'm just saying that scene goes on forever. Like, we get the point, but it keeps going. This movie... And it gets a little is, weird. Yeah, this movie is really gross in a lot of ways. Yeah, this movie is disgusting. It it, it goes too far. Well, I'm not saying it goes too far. It's art. I'm not saying it goes too far, but it is certainly intentionally disgusting. Yeah. And Why? Yeah. I don't know. You got to ask Claire Denae. I, I don't know what the point is. Let's of talk about Claire Denae. Yeah. Claire Denae is a French writer and film director. She has basically, she has, um, I don't know what you'd even call it, her films. Um, they are weird. They are yep. out there. Mm-hmm. She does not usually do, this is really her first sci-fi movie. Sure. Uh, keep trying, honey. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Keep okay. trying. Okay. You might have a good one someday. It's not right. this one. No. Uh, but she's done all kinds of things. She's done, she did like a, uh, adaptation of Billy Budd. I don't even know. Uh, what she's done some LGBT um, type uh, material. She did <laughs> um, uh, like an erotic horror film, which I think every French director is required to do. This right. one, uh, and this is her most. Uh, re- oh, she did a, a movie about um, like a <laughs> about a white lady. Let me finish. In a African country, let me finish. Okay. Who <laughs> owns like a coffee uh, plantation, and then it's. It's not a real country, but it's like they have a civil war, like a okay. uprising that happens. And so like, what happens to her while this is going on? Oh, okay. Could be interesting. I don't know. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Is this where we talk about my theory about the French? Oh, well, yeah, I guess this is where and we like, talk about that. What? What is you guys' problem with this? Yeah. Maybe I don't. Maybe I can't know what it's like because I live in America and we have a um kind of unhealthy and disconnected relationship 
um, between whites and blacks in this country. Mm-hmm. But at least we have um, there in a, so much of our like popular culture. So you got a, like a white kid who has no black friends, uh-huh. but he is. Well, I'm not sure it translates. Maybe I need to watch replay again. But at least he is exposed to movies like Black Panther. He's exposed to black culture through hip hop music. Uh-huh. You know, there's TV shows. All of his favorite athletes are probably black. Like there are black right. people in his world. In France, are there just no? Are there? Is the division between whites and blacks huge? Are you either somebody who's like oh a baguette, or you're somebody who's like wearing a hijab and they're tr- passing a law to make you take it off? Because yeah, I just feel I, like I whenever I watch a French production, yeah, there is a there's usually a black character in it. They they are, try to include them, yes, but that character is written completely unreally mm. or they're written just like borderline you racistly like you could not get away with writing a character like this like i play a lot of or i have played a lot of uh, video games that oh, are created sure. by french studios yeah, there's I always know. a token black character and mm-hmm. he's like hey what it is man and you're like whoa yeah whoa you right. could never quentin tarantino couldn't make a character like this right right why do you think you can get away with this i i don't know what's going on with and france. in this film there is a black character there, there's by, technically two. Yeah, yeah. But it played by Andre 3000. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, I wow, don't know why he decided he's to be in this He's fallen pretty film. far, huh? I like, guess. wasn't he going to be a big thing? Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's in this film. And um, I'll just spoil it for you. Uh, out of all the murderers, he's the nicest one. Yep. He's the most spiritual one. Uh, some might say magic, even, uh-huh. uh, because he misses his wife and child. And then when the Shit goes down. Mm-hmm. He basically just exits the film by yeah. laying down and disappearing. In the garden. I, I don't know if dirt. it's supposed to be like a magically realist thing. I have no idea. There's nothing else like that in this film. But it says, control to magic Negro. You are cleared to take off. And he just, goodbye, everyone. And yeah. he just leaves the he film. just disappears. <laughs> it was like... Honestly, it was one of the most the, surreal moments the, for me of this film. Sometimes I feel like Roy Batty. Do you know what I mean? I Just doing this is. show, you know. You people wouldn't believe what I've seen with these eyes. <laughs> <sighs> sea beams glittering in the dark. He, Just I know. <laughs> the things that we see just in executing this show. I know. And now we've got this. I know. Now I've got high life. I can never get rid of it. So anyway, yeah. Claire Denae, writer-director. Uh, she didn't write the entire thing. She was also uh, assisted by... Some other people that you don't know and haven't really written anything that you'd know. But, okay. Um, a guy named Jean-Paul Forgo, uh, who's um, actually written a lot of her films. They work together a lot. Okay. Uh, stars Robert Pattinson. Yes. Um, which you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned Juliette Binoche. I'm not sure it. if I did or well, not. Well, she plays the fertility doctor. Yes. Somebody else who, you don't need to. You do don't this. need to be in this film. No. I've, se- I've had this theory for a while about Robert Pattinson, which is that, yeah, I know he's just an actor, but he probably made a made a bank off of those Twilight. vampire movies right yeah mm-hmm. and so i think like uh the little guy from harry potter yes they can just kind of do what they want i think so so it's like you know, i'll do swiss army man what the hell mm-hmm. you know what's this gonna not gonna hurt me right or i'll do um i'll just be on in equus in the west end for like for a year because right. i don't need money right so that's why I watched this movie in the first place. I've seen Robert Pattinson. I tend to follow him because he's been like when he was in the like the Safdie movie. Mm-hmm. Like that was really great. And and I think that he's a lot better than people give him credit for. Yeah, I think you're right. Not in this. 
<laughs> He's not great in this. Well, you know, I, I don't really think anybody's super great in this. No, and there isn't so. anybody in this that you'd really know except for Andre Benjamin. Um, right. Who we've mentioned before. Um Everybody else is just kind of like a character actor or just somebody that you don't really know. Well, I mean, Julia Binoche is a name I've heard before. There's a so. guy. Um, who's the guy with the shovel face? The shovel face? The rapist. Oh, I feel like yeah, I've, I've definitely seen tattoo. him in um, BBC shows or, or something sure, like that. Sure, yeah. And then, of course, my girl Mia Goth is in it. Well, yeah, Mia Goth is in it. No Who, eyebrows. I don't know what's going on. Is that a thing? What? Is she a thing? Or? That you just don't... Oh, I know she's a thing. Oh, That you, you just don't have no eyebrows? eyebrows? Is this a thing? Um, I mean, I feel like I knew Ask somebody... Ask Goldberg, I I guess. feel like I knew somebody in mm. high school who had to draw her eyebrows on every day. Okay. So... <laughs> well, I'm learning something every day. I don't know. <laughs> so did you go to high school thing. with Mia God? No, I did not. Can you uh, get me a sit down with her? Okay, right on that. Uh, Ewan Mitchell, uh, Shovel Face. Oh, okay. Uh, who's the new Shovel Face? I, I thought nobody could be more Shovel Face than Robert Pattinson, but somehow they're like, can we get a guy with a more narrow, pointy uh, face? We, we did it. I know, right? He is the young monk in The Last Kingdom. And now it all comes together. Oh, now you see. Oh, yes. Yes. Now you know what the back of the young monk's junk looks like. Great. Young monk's junk. No, Let me write down the title for this show. Oh, my God, no. So anyway, I don't know what the hell you want to talk about or where we can even go. Um, yeah, I know. I, I want There's so many things that are wrong with this. Yeah. That it's like I want to once again do a um, postmortem, mm -hmm. but I don't even know where to start. And I almost well, want to just tackle it at the level of the macro level. Like, what were you trying to do? Well, and, and you said this several times when we were watching the film. <laughs> like, uh, can you they, say that on a PG thirteen well, podcast? Well, you you said, you know, it seems like a ship full of rapists and murderers was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things go real wrong, and it's like, of course, you'd have issues. But something else I said was, like, okay, Shazam, right? Yeah, Shazam, a young boy, you know, wants to find his parents. Mm -hmm. He this is kind of almost a side thing, but he gains incredible powers, but also he learns the value of family and learns yes. that you aren't where you came from. Right. And what the foil to that is that a villain who is obsessed with the fact that his family rejected him mm -hmm. and that affects you know his problems or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's what Shazam's about. Right. What is high life about? There's no answer. You don't know. Yeah. There's no answer. Uh, raising Raising a child? Survival? I don't know. These are I don't things know. that happen, but yeah. like what it sometimes is better to rub it to burn instead of rub it to burn. Like that, it's literally not about anything. We are destined to go into a black hole, into oblivion. I don't know. I don't know. It's not about anything. It's it's weird. It, no, uh, no, you know what it's about? What? <laughs> Maybe having a spaceship full of rapists and killers is a bad idea. <laughs> I know. That's what it's about. I know. But I mean, I could put that on a pillow and we're done, and I don't have to watch a two-hour movie. I know. I know. Okay, so anyway, that's we attacked the macro side. Let's take individual things here. Okay. Something that really disappointed me, and I've heard that I think this has actually won an award or two. Oh, and this is, by oh, the way, wow. this is at like 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like people generally love this film. I, I, I and think I'm canceling everybody who says it's good because it's not good. I think, like you said, this is a, this is an Ocean Walker quote unquote film. You <laughs> know? Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, I, and remember, like, I don't get it, so it must filmmaker, be good. Tarkovsky. 
I'm ready to sit down for a long time and I'm ready to be really confused. Yeah. But this is, you just, nothing connects in any way or even any way that we can speculate on. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like you had a bunch of ideas about a freaky, because like the trailer makes it look very interesting. It does. And also like, oh, every once in a while, I like to watch an adult film. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't mean like, I don't mean like an adult film, but I mean like, I'm, I want to see a film that isn't just guns and shooting, that right. deals with emotions, that deals with sex, that deals with jealousy. And especially you put that all on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Baby, you got a stew going. Right. Just to steal another Arrested Development line. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not that. No. This is not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And I've heard that it people praise the uh, production and art design. I don't know. I don't know. I, there are some interesting looks that it has. But I think... And I don't know how much money they had. I guess I could probably look it up on Wikipedia, but I don't want to slow the show down. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty easy. I'll just go click like this, and then I go click like this. And the movie had a budget of uh, 8 million pounds, which is not a lot. No. Which is not a lot. There's another film that came out recently that uh, I yes. uh, totally recommend and think that everybody should watch. And it's called Prospect. Yes. And it is a similar situation in which it is a low-tech Dirty, lived-in universe. Mm-hmm. Um, they clearly did not have a lot of money. Right. Because of the way the internet works. I'm going to tell you right now that they had... Oh, screw you guys. <laughs> it's, not on the, it's not on the Wikipedia page, but... Oh, okay. Uh, they didn't have much. Yeah. Uh, and they made it feel real. When you think about it, that movie yes. is basically one set. Well, it's uh, two sets. It's uh, the a one-room spaceship. Yes. It's a weird um, village <laughs> where some gas mask people live, yes. which is just a tent, and then it's the forest. Yeah. And yet they made that feel like outer space. Mm-hmm. This is clearly shot in a Soviet-era office building. Sure, yeah. Which, and don't get me wrong, if a ship is big enough and the ship seemed big in this, maybe they're going to have hallways and linoleum floors. <laughs> but it was right. literally just shot in the hallway of a building. Yeah. And then the airlock, instead of having like, let's splurge and get like some plastic um, uh, closets or like uh, compartments to put the ships in, the ships are literally hung on like wire coat hangers on yeah, a rack next to the airlock door. Yep. It's just a room, room painted orange. Pretty much. With a bunch of suits, which were probably half the budget, uh, right. hanging on hangers. Mm-hmm. And, and they go, well accelerating you know continuously gives you gravity and it's like well yeah it does but it doesn't mean that this has to look like a dressing room at a target well and then he like robert pattinson at one point towards the beginning of the film he decides to take everybody out of stasis who's dead uh and put them in their suits and then just jettison them out of the ship if by jettison you mean carry the actor or yeah. a dummy representing the actor yeah. over to a completely black door. Yes. And then just go, uh, drop. just drop them out. That's, yes. yes. You and would then, think there would be more drama associated with that. Yes. Or like, you know, no, they they're would supposed get to, sucked out somehow. Well, they don't have the money for that. Yeah. And as far as it being banal, like that, that's a choice. I get that I choice. Guess. But then as soon as he's done with that, I guess one of the gloves is left over. And it's floating, and it's clearly just hanging from a piece of fishing line, and it's like, you, should, you should cut that shot. I know. You should cut that shot. That's not necessary. Also, didn't you establish that there was gravity? Why is it floating? Right. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Also, if you dropped a tool while hanging on the side of your spaceship, mm-hmm. it wouldn't immediately fall, fall just because no. you're accelerating. Right. Right. I don't think. 
Yeah, it, you know think... what? It, it would fall. Well, it would. I guess it would fall if you're accelerating at one g, which they must be. I guess maybe it would recede at one g. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe it would. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it opens with that. It him working that that was that was a great little it felt parts of it felt like a short film that was kind of well thought out Mm -hmm. and then we needed more yeah two hours more right like astronaut uh wrenching on something outside a ship Mm -hmm. and having his communicator on not so he can talk to the computer or the controller right so he can make sure his baby's okay yeah because he's a single dad right it's like ooh, neat yeah. That's a little. That's a neat little moment. Yeah, it is. Oh, the film doesn't follow up on that. No, it doesn't really. Unfortunately, um, it's so weird. It it is weird. And then like we see his daughter older towards the end of the film. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Suddenly, his daughter is not a uh, toddler. No, she's a teenager. She is a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. And and their relationship is odd. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very strange. Come on, French people. Come yeah, on. I know. What are you doing? Yeah. You you get the idea of there would be a strange intimacy between two people who father and daughter are not, are the only people stuck on this ship that have to live together. Yeah. But why specifically tell us right then that she is menstruating? I don't know. And why, they and they don't give us deal with it at all. Looks down her shirt. I know. And that, and that doesn't lead to anything. I was thinking like, all right, movie, if you're weird and you're going to go the whole way, you're going to go, do we need to, since, okay, and we should say, we don't know what's happening on Earth. We know that right. basically this is a one-way trip. They're traveling at near the speed of light. So for them, time seems to be going regular, but the rest of the universe is, Earth could be hundreds of thousands of years past. Yeah. So how do you get the result of the experiment back? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a way to get rid of rapists and murderers, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, so if we are the only two here, do, if we are our own society, do we need to procreate? Yeah, I know. Do we need to continue? That's really weird. Is there any point in doing that? Yeah. So I thought maybe we were going there. No, it's just, dad, you want to fly into the black hole? Sure. The end. I know. It's weird. And I don't think that we're supposed to feel like that's going to be a good idea. Are we? I don't think so. Because Mia Goth tries it and and her head blows up. Yeah. And they get the ship back somehow. I don't know how. It's just, it's another, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a plot hole. The black hole is a plot hole. I don't want to fix this, but let's fix this. Okay. Does doing it in chronological order fix it? I don't think it does because I think. Would it help it? Uh, maybe. Maybe it would help. It is very confusing because it is it jumps all over. Some of the jumps are confusing, but some of them I- I've worked for me. Like at the beginning of the movie when they are just doing Tarkovsky. They're just doing mm-hmm. um, uh, um, Solaris, basically. Right. Uh, and we get these like flashes back. Actually, they're kind of doing Stalker, too. But we get these flashes back to like some kids and a dog. And it's yeah. like he's he's the he's the boy kid. I get that. Right. Um, that kind of worked. It's clear that they wanted to have a sort of Russian science fiction, 70s science fiction film aesthetic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like when you do, are on Earth, they're, they're hanging out in train yards. They're just riding the rails at one point, which is like yeah, weird. Yeah, that is Which weird. I guess is an offense that gets you put on a ship. I guess. And then almost like at one point they showed it to somebody and the producer's like, I got no clue. L- Claire, love your stuff. Got no idea. Suddenly, there's a right. scene on a train yeah, with two characters this. that we don't know, 
we'll never see again. Yep. And one of them is interviewing the other for her podcast. And she's like, so tell me about the experiments. And he's like, well, the experiments is we send criminals out and we do the do. And it's like, that's it. That's it. And even as that scene was going on, I'm like, we'll never see these characters again. No. They will disappear and never come back. Mm -hmm. And they never did. No. It's really frustrating. Yeah, I know. This is like a spastic (laughs) shrug. How many times am I? Elbows going up and down. <laughs> Let's do it. What What are we doing? This is a weird movie. Yeah. I think this is our new thing, or it's just kind of what we do now when we yep. have weird movies. We get out the old Bingos Lanthimos board. Let's do and it. And see how this compares yes. to the work of our favorite Greek pastry from the cinematic perspective. Wow. Yeah. Yorgos Lanthimos. Yes. So take us to the first square. Unsexy sex. Absolutely. Yes. Next square, stilted dialogue. So again, we always we do this every time. And I yep. think we're almost getting to the point where we Oh, speaking of Russians, I just want to point yep. out two of the uh four Twilight Zones so far have involved, at least in some way, the Russians. Like well, there's the, this the other was that the 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 flight one? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. You're right. What, what's it going to be, Twilight Zone? Are you 21st century? Or are you stuck in the past? The past. Why is, we're all what this Cold War imagery Yeah, stuff? I don't know. That's a really good question. That's weird. Should we have done this at all? That's the good question. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Still to dialogue. Um, I feel like this game is becoming more and more just a um, a distillation of what a Yorgos Lanthimos movie is. Yeah. It's kind of like the ones that don't get checked mean like, because like still to dialogue. What does that mean? We still don't know. I'm, I mean, it's it's. It is kind of hard to define, I think. Can we include, which is so, yeah. yeah. Uh, does Robert Pattinson's delivery of dialogue? His mumbling? Looks like this. Yeah. Should that be included? Right. Should um, that be included? Maybe. I mean, that does go on for a while. Let's do it. Okay. Next. Head trauma. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, a girl gets a, a girl who is, I don't know if she has a career in France or whatever, but clearly cast for being six and a half feet tall and about 85 pounds. Yeah. Uh, gets her head just bashed in. She did nobody no wrong the no. entire time. And then no. Mia Goth just, just cracks her. Well, and then. Do you think Mia Goth, who mm-hmm. herself probably weighs 85 pounds, mm-hmm. could get brain out of a skull with a shovel? Probably not. Okay, just checking. But uh, but we also have to remember the the rapist guy who attacked Mia Goth. Like he gets heavily uh, a lady traumatized. Shiv in his eye. Yeah, dead. And he's dead. Adults acting like children. Yeah, I think so. They're crawling on the floor. Yeah. which was weird. So you've got rapists. You've got murderers. Yeah. You've got people. We are to understand they are career criminals in some cases. Mm-hmm. But did you get the sense that? Because Mia Goth, who is a fun young actress, in my opinion, uh-huh. do you think that she was going off the whole, we're kind of like, we're kind of like kids here. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're kind of stuck here. There's this lady, an older lady that, like, you know, tells us when to go to bed and when to get up and stuff like that. And yeah. so we're kind of in this weird murderous daycare. Yeah. Or was she playing, I'm diminished mentally in capacity? I'm going to sing a weird song to Robert Pattinson because I like him. Um, I I almost feel like it's the latter in some ways. Um, like, supposedly she was a dirty crack whore when the doctor found her. Big booty, so, big booty crack whore. Yeah. 
What? What exactly? What? I I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. I just either. don't get anything. No. Well, mm-hmm. check mark and moving on. All right. Making up a game. I don't know. I don't feel like we actually saw this. I don't know what crawling in the hall was, but. <gasps> Do you think that was making up a game? You're trying to bury me on this, aren't you? I know. You're burying me. Or I think that was calisthenics. Okay. Don't you think? I guess. I think they were doing some weird exercise. This is another thing that I forgot about. I think they were exercising. Because okay. after it's over, then they all come and get like their water slash sedative from right. the doctor. That's true. Um, we, there's, a, there's, a, there's a literal baby in this. They I know. don't make up any games. He just says data a lot. Sorry. Robert Pattinson does. <laughs> okay, we'll skip the game. Um, violent punishment. I don't know that like there's actual violent punishment in this. What's a punishment? Well, they're all um, <laughs> they're all well, being punished like, by put, being put on this mission. Yeah, I suppose. Like somebody does something. So what what are the rules? The rules are you can't have sex with the other people. Yeah. Well, and I guess the other people like <laughs> violently punish him for no, no, don't, don't you're trying to make it fit. Okay, you're this is your um, Lex Luthor is Leo Quintum. Let's okay, make this fit all right. theory. All right. uh, yeah, I don't think there are any punishments really. No, I don't think so either. Next one, body horror. I think yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, inane discussion about material objects. Well, here's the difference <clears throat> for body horror. Uh, yeah. Somebody's head can blow up because of spaghettification or gravitational pressure. Or we right. can, without moving the camera, watch a young woman, a, a young woman's eyebrowless head just liquefy and splash against the inside of her helmet. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I would it's agree. more like Gorn than anything else. I guess. Um, what was the thing again? Inane discussion about material objects. I don't really feel like that's present here. No, this is one of the reasons that I think Lanthimos is so great is because he eschews um purple prose you know and he right. wants to take out the um this would be a different uh bag sound the jerk off <laughs> motion that i'm making <laughs> but i got rid of my bag uh-huh. um and this movie is i'm not putting it all on the french but this is this wants to be that real bad yeah but it doesn't have the the writing to do it no next one flat affect what is robert patterson doing half the time i don't know should we should we mark Just it? Staring into the middle distance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one, bribery. I don't really feel like that's present here. There aren't enough. This is see, I love this game because it teaches us about structure. Right. I don't think there's enough interactions between the characters. Hmm. Not interactions. We don't know the the relationships between the characters enough for there to even be somebody bribing somebody to do something else. Right. Right. You know, somebody, yeah. if you need something from another character, then you might offer something that it would be wrong for them to take or for you to offer. And now right. we've got drama, but that doesn't exist in this. No, no, you're right. The lady puts the guy to sleep. But yes. It's because, but he didn't like try to get her to or anything. No. God keep going because okay. there's something that we're, we're gonna uh awkward dancing i didn't think so no does uh, he dance with the baby 
man, you have a baby on this on screen for like 25 minutes and there's all these boxes that aren't checked. Yeah, What I know. were they doing with that baby? I don't know. He was teaching the baby how to walk. Um, misnaming things or people. Big booty, crack whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Alternate title. Um, Big booty, crack whore. <laughs> Do you want me to mark it? No. No? Okay. No. The next one is free space. Uh, then identity erasure. I mean, I that might be present because we don't actually learn the characters' names. I mean, they don't have identities. That's true. I don't know. No, that's not that's not in there. Uh, self mutilation. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at the very least, if you want to go technical, um, the little um, RFD yes. tag that they've got that they keep passing in between each other because yeah. the person has it keeps dying. Right. That proves that they're the captain when they're giving their report. Right. I mean, we movie so crazy we didn't even explain the fact that part of their imprisonment is they have to if they say just decided screw you we're not doing the experiment somehow and again how can they even contact earth they're millions of light years away but somehow they can restrict food and water uh from the uh, passengers of the ship so they have to keep working right um inappropriate family interaction i think that's definitely there yeah yeah can we get two points for that yeah i know uh american culture intru- intrusion i don't think that's really present no because it's just set you know nominally anywhere but yeah. i would say do all, many uh <laughs> do many uh, cultures have the phrase big booty crack horror? yeah i don't know mark it down okay all right next one stickers <laughs> okay how am i gonna get you this time yeah i know right how am i this gonna, gonna get you with one. this one mm, okay stickers um, I want to think about the medical scenes. Uh-huh. Does she label any tubes or anything like that? <laughs> I don't think so. Right on a sticker. <laughs> I bet we could get one. Oh my gosh. But we're not gonna. There, I mean, there are labels on like the water, like black water or whatever. Yeah, that's. but you just described it. It's a label. Yeah. Do you know what black water is? No. In water filtration or just like, you know camping survival situation mm-hmm. uh, there's different kinds of water black water is water or sometimes brown water is water with um poop in it basically i had a feeling poop okay. or or microorganisms you don't want to drink this water right gray water is water that doesn't it's not biologically um unsafe but it's got stuff in it you wouldn't want to drink also um okay. like if you wash dishes you know that's gray water okay or something like that it's got stuff in it that isn't dangerous biologically, but you don't want to drink it. And then sure. white water, clean water is water. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, predatory authority figures. Yeah. Are, yeah. yeah. The uh, lady that rapes people while they're sleeping? Yeah. And I drugged? Know. Yeah. Sadism? Yeah. Um, sexual fluidity? I don't think that's really present in this. If we define that as just going outside of normal cishet like roles, no. <laughs> Although, we don't get to see inside the uh, the F-box at all. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute! What? Oh my gosh, what? A lady has sex or imagines having sex with some kind of animal. No, you're right. Okay. All now, right. do we 
want to even dirty our minds with talking and thinking about what was going on there. I know. What's going on? I have no freaking idea. Let's talk fast about her. She had children, killed them, killed her husband too. Yep. Is she Medea? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, Maybe. really? Yeah. Well, anyway. Then she, I think we we take it to, you think that she can't have kids because she tried to stab herself in the stomach? I think that um, she, something happened at some point and she lost the ability to have kids. Well, but she's got I, a weird scar on her abdomen. I think she stabbed herself in the stomach because she did say that she tried to kill herself and that's the only scar we see. Yeah, but um, drugs. I, I know. Drinking black water. But um, she later, that's somebody, somebody attacks her on the ship and then she just jettisons herself outside. I don't know. The ship. I don't know. S- somehow Doesn't she matter. just anyway, herself. Anyway, when she goes into the F-box, yeah. we know that there isn't something in there. But no. as this very long scene of her yes. pleasuring herself goes on, uh, she, she's astride something that looks like fur, you know, and then yep. there's like a tail or a leg or something comes I up behind her. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> I know. So the answer is yes. Okay. Next one is performing. She does sing. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, well. At this point, I just want to get this over with. So let's say yes. But performing has to be like, I'm doing something to get your approval, and I didn't get the sense that she she was doing necessarily it for cared if he was like, oh, great song. Okay. Do you but, want me to uh, take it off? No, because I don't care. Okay. Next one is pets. Well, the F box scene is. Uh, okay. All right. No, no. We need to talk about pets. We need to talk about pets. So. It, this for all the things that we've already described. Yeah. In my opinion, the most existentially bug nuts part was at <laughs> one point we we know that we're on ship seven, whatever that means. Yeah. And at one point, we never got any idea that there would be another ship coming to this black hole specifically. No. Like, are all the ships coming here, or do they go off across the galaxy? Right. Guess what? We didn't build that part of the world. But ship number nine comes up behind them, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh, neat." I guess they're going 99.99% of the speed of light. I guess. But anyway, these ships dock. And at this point, everybody's dead. And we're 12 years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, baby is a young a young woman now. And they're like, okay, I'm going to go over there and check it out. Maybe right. there's some people. Maybe there's some supplies. They get over there. All dogs. Yep. It's all dogs. And some of them are dead. It's and a some ship of full of dogs. Yep. There's no people. There's no people. There yep. are no dog gnawed skeletons. Nope. It's just all dogs. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I know. It's incredibly confusing, and I just don't understand. I like, think what that is their experiment? I think somebody who is... <laughs> like, how are they getting it back to Earth somehow? I don't understand. <laughs> is their F-box just a mannequin leg? Is their F-box oh a mannequin God. leg? This is what I need to know. Uh <laughs> I think that somebody who would, is pretentious and is trying to save this film would be like, it's like... You know, they're dehumanizing people. And, you know, they just said dogs into space. And now they've said these people. So that's just, it's just underlining that. And I I'm like, guess. well, I don't think that needs to be underlined. Although I do want a spinoff where a bunch of dogs are <laughs> on this ship and they're like, Roof, time to report. Roof. <laughs> it'll spay, little dogs dragging the dead other dogs to the thing, tossing them out the airlock. The one dog that's the captain has a little. He's got a little like, thing in his paw. Thing in his paw. So, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I want to see that too. Plus, the journey's really even bad. seven times longer for them. I know, right? <sighs> yes, and, there's pets. And then also, Robert Pattinson, when he's little, his dog dies for some somehow. No, no, I know they're bringing the dogs back, but yeah. I just, I just beyond just visually. Yes. Look, it's dogs. I know. 
How could a spaceship? I, I don't know. <laughs> it, I really have no idea. Finish. Finish it. Okay, we got two more. Next one, bathing suits. I don't think that's present. <laughs> so you always come at me for Snickers. But I bathing come suits, at you for bathing suits. Yeah, that's that's the most fringe thing of all, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, there's no bathing suits. Uh, last one, actors' heads cut out of frame or out of shot. Oh, my, I always forget to look for this one. I know. Um, I mean, what, what that is, that's code for arty framing, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going to try to tell me there's no arty framing in this? Well, there is. There must be. Do you want me to mark it then? Yeah, let's just do it. Okay. All right. I don't have the totals for any other ones here, but I'll total this one up. And I will do a song and dance. I still want that my pilot about dog space dogstronauts. <laughs> uh, Astro uh, Milkbone and his dogstronauts. Okay. We got a total of 15 out of... There's 25. Yeah. Or 24. 24. 15 out of 24. All right. That's pretty median. Yeah. It's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, what do you think is... Can a, we keep one? Can we keep one? What do you mean? The dogs. Oh, the dogs? I know. No, honey. We were going to have to fly into a black hole. So. I know. <laughs> would you recommend this movie? Uh, I would not. I would say save your time. I and, wouldn't either. And don't, and don't watch it. Yeah. I mean... Unfortunately, we're, um, we're not drug people. No, but I think if I was or I knew anything about it, I might say, uh, get high and watch this one. Oh boy. Right? You hear that about movies sometimes. Yeah. I think maybe if you got high, th- you would be tickled by the dog spaceship or Is just that- be like, yeah, it's true. Sometimes you lie down until you take a nap and you're Andre 3000 and, and you, you just, just disappear. disappear. Is that why this film is called High Life? You get a promotion forever. <laughs> you know, you're, I think you're the boss now. I think oh, that's how wow. this works. Until I can knock you off. That's it. All right. We've said more than enough. Yes. So uh, we'll just get out of here. Uh, let you know we'll be back next week for Avengers Endgame. Yes. Uh, we'll do a nice little, hey, it's pretty good, but we're not going to spoil it. And then we'll spoil it and we'll let you know and the whole thing. So I'm can't wait so for that. I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, connect with us. Fly by. Connect the ships. Yeah. There's some time I can't. I can't. There's something I can even do with it. I know. Anyway, uh, watch us melt down in real time on social media at Facebook and Twitter by searching for Justin F. Trope. Also, find us on podcatching softwares, be they on or offline. I like CastBox FM. I'm using that now. That's my Zoom replacement. It's going pretty great. Good. This is a little ad for it. Yeah. Uh, It syncs up in between my mobile device and between my browser as well. Nice. And picks up where I left off. It tells me how much of the thing I've listened to, what's left. notifies me when there's new episodes i really love it so screw you zune it's all (laughs) cast box now so try that out uh you can find us there and everywhere else um give us a rating when you find us please subscribe to the show because then you get it on your little cast box right when it's ready right we like hearing from you and knowing how you think we're doing and we appreciate a review as Mm -hmm. well because same deal there so to that end give us five eyebrows that's going to be Two sets, maybe a normal and a fancy one for Mia, (laughs) and then a spare if she gets blown out.
Which might actually bit. need more than that. Maybe five sets. Yeah. Five sets. Yeah. Okay. You've got uh, regular. You've got um, plucked within an inch of its life. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You've got bushy natural. Right. Then you've got like maybe like their dollar signs. You have to have like a novelty one, you oh know, maybe like it's uh, like they're purple. Like a, it's like a Dennis Rodman situation. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. I, right? I gotcha. And then what's the fifth one? Um, it's got like some funky design in it or That's, something. That's like well, that. okay. You so there's maybe that? two two that are novelty ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about different race? A different. Is she French? I, I no, she's Australian. I, I think. don't know. Okay. We didn't talk about her enough this yeah. this show. We'll have to fix that later on. Uh, yeah. Well, one just if you're French, just piss everybody off. A uh, different race. You can have <laughs> a a Chinese person's eyebrows. Great. And people are like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right." Yeah, so let's not do that, and uh, maybe just give us five stars instead. That that's it. Good. Back next week, Enger's uh, Event Game. Yes, <laughs> we're in the Event Game now. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, uh, we'll see you then. We're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan. Keep the geek fires burning. Yeah.